Savan didn't work out today or something or didn't have enough coffee or he's like he's, he's, he's oh my goodness too we deep in his fast oh man what's funny too is Savan and i had a nice week i felt like we, we were able to talk have some good conversations and now he just wants to come at me and so we're gonna oh we had a good week you don't answer my calls unless it's like after office oh, hours you don't answer God. between eight and six the I'm st- the 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 one hiccup in the last show is the fact you made fun of my shoulders and then you start this show by saying that I probably didn't work out today. It's like, dude, what, like, <laughs> fuck. All right, let's do it. You want okay. tango? You want tango? Let's do it. I have nothing to gain by fighting with you. Everyone loves you. I have nothing to gain. I don't know. I whatever. Do whatever <laughs> you want. Kate, do you have any good stories? Did you save anyone from like like was going to be hit by a bus crossing the street? Did you catch Greg um, with the like with a dirty cock ring? I mean, anything like? Did you save a kid like from a burning building? Anything good this week you want to share with us? Okay, I just had a bunch of new gym gear arrive, so I have in my gym now. I have a skier, I have a assault bike, I have an assault runner, and I have a rower. That's more of a uh, ad for your personal business, and this show is about <laughs> me and exciting stuff that makes so people want to listen to Seven Podcast, not for your gym. What's the name of your gym? Celebration Fitness. No, I don't have a gym. This is my garage. Oh, your garage. My garage. You don't yeah, have a gym. Yeah, that's about as exciting. I, wh- as it I gets. thought you had an affiliate. I thought you owned an affiliate. Nope, not yet. I'll affiliate my gym at some on my garage at some point, maybe. Uh, do do employees at CrossFit get free affiliation? Uh, for yeah, for seminar stuff, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, they they that should. I mean, yeah, affiliate that shit. Yeah, yeah. So I will. I'm I'm literally painting it and just getting a few more bits and pieces, and then I'm gonna start. Like I've been taunting my neighbors with like, you guys are about to become CrossFitters, um, which is kind of fun. So I'm gonna get them into it. I'm gonna get the whoever's on the street into it. So yeah. Hey, um, I have a name for your gym. O R CrossFit. What's O R? Open. What the. F- fuck is that <laughs> james tell your wife you'll be done with this show in two hours to turn that thing off <laughs> hey uh, or crossfit is open relationship crossfit kate doesn't care if you do jujitsu you work out at other crossfit <laughs> gyms it's an open relationship with her affiliate you can yeah. come just as long as you're honest and tell us other what the other training you're doing we're good. I was thinking of calling it like the dojo or something like that, or just Gordo's Gordon's CrossFit. I don't know something something really straightforward. Big clit fit. Big clit fit. BCF BCF CrossFit. That's good. How is the clit sign? <laughs> I mean, why do you have a clit sign if you don't have a gym? Where is that thing? Well, it's gonna go up on the wall. Like it's gonna go on the side of the. It's gonna take up the whole fucking wall now. It was originally just gonna be like a you know little thing, but um, it's gonna be a wall now. It's just it's gonna go up there. I just haven't put it up. I'm. It's it's all the gyms. The garage is a fucking mess. Skin uh, painted. You buy all that? Everything will be. Why did you buy all that new equipment? Well, because we're locked down. We we don't have gyms right now. So I was like, I need to fucking get some stuff. We are locked down. It- <laughs> Hobart, we don't get it. You know that, right? Dear Australians. Oh, I didn't put the phone number up. God. Boom. I stopped myself from <laughs> saying it. I'm trying not to say that phrase anymore, GD. I'm really trying not to say that phrase. Why Why is that? Can you? Out of, out of respect, I don't want to alienate people, and I, and I like the, the discipline. I don't want to say that, or I don't want to say the JC. I don't want to say JC or GD. <clears throat> 
Um, or maybe you could just you could start um, including other religious figures and messiahs into your cursing. Oh, so like, it feels a little more balanced. Son of a Ganesh. Wow. <laughs> some shit wow. like that. Wow. I like that. You know, um, just equal opportunity offender. Don't worry, Souza. I'll put I'll 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 talk and I'll do the producer shit. You don't worry about it, buddy. You don't worry. You just sit over there and schedule your classes for tomorrow. I like this do- energy right now and this I just feel like I know either tonight is going to be flat or we're going to go straight to 67. Hey, I had Stephanie Cohen on the show and and we were talking about fishing and she, you know, she pulled in like this big, like, I don't know, six or 800 pound fish. The, the, and she's like, look, I'm like, how does that work? She's like, look, here's the fish. Here's you. And you have to put the fishing pole here. And then you got to leverage it up like this. And it was just a, <laughs> it was just a great visual. She's just like, I'm just like, Tell me more. Tell was she me like, more. You got you, nice, Souza. <laughs> nice. I got my own screen. Made those suckers <laughs> small. Make Kate and Hobart small. Now, look, the pole's got to be in here. You got to stand up. And then when the fish pulls, you let the pole come up like this. It was cool. It was, I was, I wouldn't say I was turned on, but I liked her more for doing that. If, if, if a man tries to sorry, I don't mean to be sexist. If one person tries to rape another person, if one person tries to have sex with another person and that person doesn't want to have sex with them, that person isn't anti-sex. That's called rape. You guys understand that, right? There's almost no one in the entire on the entire planet who's anti-vax. You guys, you guys realize that, right? You're calling them anti-vax because they don't want to take the injection. Leave, leave them alone. No one wants to show their medical records. Let me start just digging through all your medical records. Just leave people alone. No one wants to show you their medical records and people who don't want to get injected with drugs um, at their local CVS. Don't leave them alone. That doesn't make them anti-vax. Just like someone who doesn't want doesn't want dick and you, you force it upon them isn't anti-sex. That's called rape. You're raping people. It's tantamount to raping people by forcing them to get a fucking injection. And then you say, "Hey, you don't want to take the dick? How about I give you some donuts and a hundred dollars?" Oh, you don't want to take the dick? Okay, well, then you can't go to school anymore. It's, it's ludicrous, people. Those people aren't anti-anything. They just want to be left alone. You're saying that because it's part of your cohort coercion. It's not nice. Someone who doesn't want to have sex with you isn't anti-sex when you're forcing them to take the dick. Sorry, I'm being sexist again. I'm making it seem like men would do that to women. I just never hear about women doing that to men. So sorry if any women or men are offended. If a woman wants that role, I can I can reframe the story. Anyway, Hobart, um, she, Kate got new gym equipment. I'm frustrated at people using the term anti anti vaxxers just propaganda. And um, and then and then um, Hobart, what do you what happened with you this week? Is there anything you want to share? Did you help? Like, did you volunteer at the local like dog shelter? Or? I'm just uh, I'm just trying to think if that analogy works. It does. It's brilliant. I agree with you in principle. Just leave those people alone, right? Yeah, just leave those people alone. 
don't know if and, 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 and even if you want them to do it, don't lie about them. That's the problem. I, I, I give you, I'll tell you what inspired this. I said to someone, I, today I went to my kid's tennis tournament and they were giving the kids Gatorade, Goldfish, and Box of Juice. And I took a picture and I said, hey, this is what I, th- this is what they're offering. This is what I gave my kid, which is nice that they're offering something, right? Totally different point. But I offered my kids um, uh, some nuts, a slice of apple that grew from my dad's tree, and a piece of hard cheese. And that's what they had. And, and I said, hey, you, you, as a parent, it's your job not to feed your kids poison. And some parents jumped in and they're like, hey, who the fuck are you basically to judge me? And, and, uh, and, and, uh, and um, it, it, you know, it's not poison. So first of all, dude, I'm not, I'm not fucking judging you in the slightest. Second of all, it, of course it's poison. I looked up the definition of poison. I put up poison, but what these people are conflating, I'm not saying that I would never give my kid that shit. I gave my kid cake a few days ago at his birthday party. I'm not in denial. I use this iPhone and it's made with child labor in China. I'm not fucking in denial. I'm not defending it. Well, it's better than what the Chinese government gives them. They're lucky they get a dollar a day. These people are like defending the fact that they're giving their kid Gatorade. Don't don't defend it. Just be like, okay, yeah, I do give my kid poison on occasion. It's okay. It's okay. I'm not accusing you of forcing a woman to have sex. I'm just accusing you of poisoning your kids. Slightly different. I don't know which one's less. And then, of course, of course, then people uh, uh, doing that shit to women is horrible. Um, uh, and then, of course, there's um, the people who, yeah, which takes me to the word hypocrite. If I'm smoking a cigarette here and I tell you don't smoke, it's the worst thing in the world for you, and you call me a hypocrite, there's two things. One, you're a fucking idiot because you're missing the whole point. Why are you talking about me? And second, I have a ton of experience because I'm smoking a cigarette, and who would know better? But you're changing the subject. You're going ad hominem while I'm sharing information. It, 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 it's just all defensive, egotistical. Kate, something um, – Kate, you know, you're not you're, – you're pulling a little early in your snatch. I snatch more than you, Sevon. Yeah, I know. That doesn't mean that you don't pull early. Don't fuck. And then we start fighting. Kate, how much – what's the most you ever snatched? 85 kilos. 147. What is that in pounds? Um, Mine, mine's 147 pounds. 185 pounds. Yeah, it's oh, around God. there, right? Yeah. What's the most you ever snatched, Hobart? Have you ever double snatched me? Uh, I think two, mine's... 267. No. You're not as cool as I thought. I think the most uh, I ever did was 147. It was at uh, Joe Westerland's gym. Oh, yeah. I think um, the thing with is what Joe you're Westerland saying... Is Joe Westerland handsome? Sorry. Go, Kate. Sorry, sorry. I think he's a handsome guy. One, yes, I think he's handsome. Two, I think with what you're saying with regards to like people jumping on the anti-vax train is it just limits any room for conversation. Whether you're, you know, for it or against it, it just means that there's no there's there's no real estate for people to just meet in the middle. It just doesn't exist because you're kind of labeled or titled or there's assumptions made about you. And I, I like that seems to be the hard, the, the shittiest part about it. It's like, hey, it doesn't matter what topic you pick. People will have different opinions about the fucking uh, golden fish and Gatorade or about the vaccine or about whatever. It's like if you cannot at least talk about it, then it, then it, it just I feel like humans have become so impossible around some of those things that it's like, hey, can we just fucking set aside the problem or at least talk about the problem as if as the problem rather than you know I, I love this um when I, I studied a ton of languages in school and I had this teacher and like the whole reason I studied all these languages is this this teacher was amazing and she used to talk about how Europeans 
like conversed. And I don't know if you guys have got this, but it sounds like they're arguing a lot, right? Like often when you hear people talking in other languages, you're like, fucking, are they, are they having a fight? But what she explained is that Europeans are really good at arguing about the problem and not arguing each other. So they don't argue the people. They argue about the actual issue or the problem. Don't attack the, the person, attack the idea. Yeah, yes. it's like yes. here's the idea. It exists outside of them. And I just don't feel like people are able to do that without feeling like they're either being personally attacked or have to de- defend themselves and their beliefs. It's like, man, can we not just talk about the issue and the problem in the world and the things that are going on without suddenly making accusations or assumptions or having to go on the defense or, you know, that kind of thing. Ad hominem. Hobart's like all stressed out. It's like, fuck, I just have these 12 new sh- stories I want to get through my no, head. I was, I'm, I'm well, not listening to a word that Kate said on her No, I listen, to, I listen to every word Kate says. Savon, what did you say? <laughs> um, I just, I just, you know, the, the rape analogy, I think, how do you account for the fact that maybe people actually believe that you not taking the vax or other people not taking the vax don't keep everyone else safe? That by not taking the vaccine – you are complicit in my, 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 I believe that I'm a man and I have dominion over all bitches on the planet and they need to ride this cock. Hmm. Boom. Same thing. That's what those people are saying. Those fucking people think that they fucking have dominion over all the other people. It's, it's their way or the highway. I, I get it. Maybe that's why they're so passionate about it. I just found out today that a family member fucking moved out of Los Angeles, a very healthy family member, because they were afraid of the the, the stuff. Is this true? We're, we're shadow banned on Spotify. So I get it. The fear, the fear might – people might be really, really scared to that point where it's like – I mean you're seeing some of the stuff people are writing, that, that people who don't show their medical records that prove that they're injected shouldn't get any hospital care moving forward. Like I, I get what you're saying, but I but but you could justify rape with that same thing. Like the human race will not live on unless it has seven sperm. And so I didn't even want to do that to her. I just had to because it's what's best for all of humanity. It's like some Charles Manson shit. I, but but I appreciate you throwing that out there because that's what they want to say. They want to say you don't care about other people, which is man, interesting. Which man, is interesting, oh, right? Man. Like, I was talking to you earlier about this article I read today about malaria and how a malaria vaccine is really powerful and potent. But the approach to something like malaria is that the vaccine isn't looked at as a silver bullet. And scientists believe that they need more than one tool in order to um, handle malaria. And it's interesting. And I know this has come up and it's kind of like a populist thing to say, a popular thing to say. But I do think it's interesting that there seems to be no other approach to COVID other than lockdown or vaccine. And I imagine, think imagine Kate, if Kate, if, if Greg's only tool for approaching your vagina was one, one dimensional, but he's got <laughs> only three. missionary. He's got at least three. <laughs> he's got at least three. How big's his nose? Maybe four. What, a, what an Jesus. Sorry. I did it. I said it. Life is a, you can say it. You're nothing. Give me, you're a someone, good give me someone else to insult. It's a whole metaphor. It's it's a metaphor. It's it's a metaphor of procreation and vaccines. You see the metaphor, right? You you have to have different approaches. No one wants to just be. Yeah, I, I mean, feel here's like, the I thing: feel like, we all I feel like know. You're going to allow people here's to the eat. Thing we all know. I'm about to agree the, with you. Go ahead. None of these was, solutions work. <laughs> None of these solutions. There is no adding something. There's there's like I shit in a cup, 
and I put I shit in the blender and now I'm trying to make it taste better. Oh. There is no there is no solution. If you're obese, if you eat refined added sugar to excess, if you eat refined carbohydrates to six, there is you're just pushing like there's no amount of stuff you're going to put in that blender that is going to be like, OK, this is good for you now. Hmm. No, this this getting this injection is just pushing, pushing the ball down the street. We all know this. Everyone knows this. And then they push back to me and they say, but Sevon, you don't understand. It takes more than 28 days. It takes months. We have to do a double pronged approach. We have to use the injection and these other things. Fine. I agree with you. But the other things aren't happening. Yeah. And I, feel I mean, like, it's I feel just like- it's just idiocy. I feel like if you're going to continually allow, give people the freedom to increase um, lifestyle habits or continue to perform lifestyle habits that allow them to increase their risk of chronic disease, then you should allow people to have the freedom to take a vaccine or not. Yeah, I like that. Doesn't that make sense? Isn't there a balance there? I don't know. I could maybe that's like that's going to get me fired. (laughs) but i mean it's the same thing people are saying it's like well mandate the vaccine or mandate all these rules around lockdowns it's like well fucking mandate exercise and fucking mandate whole foods right like is there some kind of call that you can make there where if you're going to mandate locking people down but it's it's a reflection of the the health model of the sick model right where it's like we're not focused on optimizing people or actually getting people towards fitness it's like all they care about is like, okay, well, if you're sick, what do we do? We'll, we'll treat symptoms. We'll treat, we'll treat it at the end rather than be preventative and, and talk about fucking lifestyle. And we don't care what happens to your little kids along the way to make these old dying people happy. Oh, hey, it's my Instagram. Hey, Kate please. has a bomb ass Instagram too. If no one follows it, they absolutely should. Dude, her... I, I was I didn't know you had so many followers. I actually reposted this and then I peep was peeping trolling your Instagram. How <laughs> how are you so popular? What the fuck have you done? Because she posts oh, insightful, compelling stuff. Well so. well actually mostly because I, I did a really big lift at Torium Pro and that went like super viral. <laughs> oh. So I picked up like thirty thousand followers or something from that. But also because I'm an intelligent, strong, very interesting person, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> more booty, more booty shorts, double the followers, double the booty short shots, double the followers. Yeah, I'm trying to build followers without doing that. I'm and trying then, it's and fucking then, and then slow. When, it's slow as hell. <laughs> and then when you do do it, it's like holy shit, they they earned it. They're like, wow. Yeah, I'll do it at like a hundred thousand followers or something. I'll be like, you guys earned it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. I'll wear booty shorts every day if it'll get me more followers. <laughs> I don't even, you don't even you need to use your instagram more hobart i know i've been off of it for all the reasons that we're talking about your mom's on it a lot oh yes <laughs> that did not mean to come out like it was uh offensive yeah. sorry i know it's your okay. mom that was, oh that's that was good. really genuine oh god i missed an opportunity <laughs> damn yeah. it wait what i do do i after the show, I need to get your mom's mom's Instagram account. Easy, over. I, I, I want to follow Easy. her. I, I, I keep thinking about that every show. Next thing I know, she'll be telling me, "Hey, I talked to Savant today. He's trying to get me to start an OnlyFans account. What is that?" <laughs> oh, F. <laughs> one of one of one of Haley's friends who um one of Haley's uh, friends um I don't know how old she is she's probably forty I'm fr- I was friends with this lady on Instagram for like a couple years right and then finally about a year ago I realized oh that's one of Haley's mom's friends and it's just such a weird because it's just just weird it's just a weird world I like being friends with all sorts of people I interviewed Guy today do you know who that is the the Brazilian dude yeah from the games Kierme. 
Yeah, really nice body, crazy snatch. Crazy yeah. snatch. And I was dread. I had this narrative in my head, dreading interviewing him because he was 21 years old. Mm. Like, I just have a story about young people interviewing young people in my head. How old are you, Kate? 31. Okay. Kind of, you're kind of young. Um, and he, 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 none of it was true. This guy, none of it was true. My story was uh, yeah, bullshit. I had a complete blast with him. I told myself this whole story about how he's going to be dull. I'm going to have to drag everything out of him. He has no life experiences. No, not true. I had a he blast. He has a lot of life experience, man. He's fucking clean and jerk 290 for more than one rep. Okay. <laughs> but. Yep. Just doing that. Just handling his business. Um, we have a call, live call-in number today. Um, hey, Savon, read Jim Kleesis. His comment in the comments. I want I want your thoughts on that. If a company or country has a vaccine mandate, the person still has a choice. They can take the shot or they can leave the company or country. Ask a rape victim what choice they had. Ah. Very, very let's let's talk about that. That's why we need a fucking ethics professor, a philosophy major. If a so so you live in I don't know which country you go to, but you live in let's say a spot and you have three kids and you have a job and you have to put food on the table for those kids. Right. Mm -hmm. And you, um, and you, uh, are told, Hey, if you don't take this injection, um, we're going to lose your job. And so you think, okay, I have the choice. I can struggle and just roll the dice and, and, and see if I get kicked out of my house with these three kids and not have food on the table. Okay. So I agree with you. You still have a choice. There's no one holding you down. Right. What if I were to say, um, and, and I'm, pl I'm playing this out in real time. I don't, I don't know if this is going to work out. Um, what if I say, um, that girl, that girl was walking home through this, um, dark park at night and, um, she had a choice whether to walk home through that dark park at night. She could have gone a different way, but because she walked through that dark park at home at night and she wore those clothes and, um, she didn't carry, um, bug spray that she kind of like, she knew that that stuff happened there and she could have chose not to, not to walk through that park. That, that rapes happen in that park. Does that work? Do I win? No. Oh, fuck. It's a great point. It's a great, then, then it's not a perfect gym. Thank you. It's not, it's not a perfect, um, metaphor, but I'm okay with it. I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still okay with it. I don't know if you have kids, Jim, but I'm still okay with it. When you threaten someone's kids, you are in, you are, you are, you are really, I was in this town called Kisameni, Kisameni in Kenya. When I went there and I went on down this dirt road for like three hours, it's probably like uh, 200 miles west of Mombasa. Mombasa is uh, on the east coast of the African continent um, in Kenya. And if you go about 200 miles inland towards Nairobi, the capital, there's a small area called Kisameni. And I drove like two hours off the road there on a dirt road. And I was dropped off there um, in a small village where they really had no objects. It's funny. I was just looking at this footage the other day, like the clothes they had were like the only objects, but even the stuff they cooked in their homes, everything was like handmade by objects. I mean, like they didn't have plastic spoons or knives or toilets or like nothing like that. And when we pulled up in the car, everyone was like looking inside the, the door of the car to see their reflection. Cause they had no way of seeing their reflection. And I get out and, um, I stay in this village for two weeks and there was one day where I'm walking with these five little kids 
and we walk by and there's this huge pile of trees with like a diameter like this. Uh, I don't know, four five, six inches. And there's like 40, 50, 60, I don't know, hundred trees piled up on top there. And they said, Hey, do you know what happened here? And I said, no. And they said, there was a, a woman here walking down this trail, dirt trail, and she came across an elephant and it's baby, a mama and a baby elephant. And the mama came over, picked the lady up off the trail by her trunk and banged her on the ground until she was dead. And then it buried, pulled down all the trees in the area and buried her so she could never get up again. I mean, she was already dead, they said. I said, well, why would they do that? And they go, that's the way mamas are. <laughs> They're like, they'll do that to lions. They'll pick a lion up, beat it to death, and then fucking bury it with trees so it can't get up and hurt them again. And and I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. It's not It's not a perfect... Um, it's not perfect. It, it, it's not perfect. Um, you could say it's more like the me, me, me Too movement then, Jim. You could say that these women who were like taken into Harvey Weinstein's hotel room and given the choice of whether to get a job or suck a dick. Maybe it's something more like that. But either way, I'm okay with that line being blurred if you're going to force injections on kids. I'm just okay with it. Like that metaphor is pretty close. I'll work on a better one. Thanks for ruining my story. <laughs> Um, okay, I'm going to jump in. <laughs> Thank and I'm going to take us totally off track. Um, okay, last week, the request was, hey, bring in a recommendation. So this morning, I was thinking about what I wanted to recommend. And last week, we talked about Brene Brown's podcast with Simon Sinek, who talked about the infinite game and its mindset stuff. So I'm going to do another podcast and it's a little bit, it's a little bit different. It's not generally about stuff that we typically talk about, but the guy on it is a great storyteller. Um, and his name is George McCollin. He's interviewed by Tim Ferriss. So it's the Tim Ferriss show or the Tim Ferriss podcast. I cannot tell you exactly what number podcast I was trying to find it before, but it's George McCollin. He is the writer of the book Essential or Essentialism. Um, and he's just written a new book, I guess, called Effortless. And this book is or the podcast, sorry, the podcast is quite incredible. And he tells stories about his family. He tells stories about other people with their family and kids and just shit that they've gone through, like just really bad, bad things that happen to just like ordinary people, you know? And he basically has this perspective on life in the world where we can choose to do things two different ways. We can go and do things the hardest way. We can make it the heaviest. We can make it the most challenging. We can struggle through things or we can choose the lighter path. And so the whole idea around like effortless is about choosing that effortless path. Um, and he talks about this one particular story and I'm not going to ruin it. I'm going to let you listen to it. But right at the end of the story, the person that he's talking about says, it's all so simple. And he's talking about life and it will potentially make you cry a little bit. It definitely was close to shedding a few tears. Um, but it just is quite striking, especially with, you know, everything happening in the world today. It's just nice to hear people, one, not talking about fucking COVID and vaccines, and two, also describing how we go through hard shit and how we do have a choice. And we can go the shitty, hard, heavy way, or we can make that struggle that's inevitable to a degree effortless and we can learn and we can grow and we can and we can take kind of the the good and let that outweigh the bad so that's my recommendation for the week was that accurate what what Susa put up it's a podcast from 2019 um let me pull it up let me actually go find it properly so that he, you've, you've actually got it there 
He found it. He put it up. Did you see it? Yeah, he had it there. I just, I'm just trying to find it because if I can find it in my podcast thing, then it will mean it will show me. You know, it shows you like previously played. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. So I'm trying to remember what the name was, but um, let me let me find it and I'll let you know when I've actually found the episode. Uh, Craig, yeah, I did watch. Great to I, to. I did watch a bunch of the. Uh, do you listen a lot of Tim Ferriss? I really love his fucking interviews, but I do find that like, I really have to sit and think when I listen to them. So I, I've put them off for ages and I've just been listening to a ton this past week, which is why this one came up. So I, I do listen to him, but just sporadically. I listened to uh, the only podcast I ever listened to of his was recently. And it was with um, Steffi Cohen. Cause I had her on and I was researching her hmm. and, um, and it's, it's not fair to judge him just from this one, but he's, he was pretty fucking controlling. He like he is so good at asking people questions that they've never been asked on other podcasts. Like he will never go in with the so tell me about yourself. Like what's your story? He'll always be oh, like, yeah. Hey, I found this thing out about you. Can you talk to us about that? Like he'll find fucking stuff where you're like, it feels like he's talking to a close friend because he has this inside information. He's just so good with those things. But I think he's a little bit like he's a little bit of a perfectionist and a little bit anal around like you know preparing and having quite a scripted. Uh, interview he said that to her he said um i i don't normally ask people about um themselves or their bio but let i but i'm gonna make an exception here and i thought that was weird because like that's that's usually right exactly where i dig in maybe i'm just lazy maybe i'm taking the easy path well i just feel like that stuff's kind of the small talk of podcasts right it's like you listen to any podcast the first half hour is just like back and forth small back and forth small talk of like, Hey, this is where I grew up. And this is, this is how I started CrossFit. And then you get into the, the last 30 minutes or the last 20 minutes and people are getting into like really good topics and conversation. And suddenly they're talking about fucking life in the world and just interesting shit. And you kind of got to get past all that stuff. And he's really good at getting through that and getting to the, the, the fun, interesting bits quick. Me too. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> God, I hate hearing about how good other podcasters are. Okay, episode 510, 23rd of April this year. The Art of Effortless Results. How to Take the Lighter Path, The Joys of Simplicity, and more. Episode 510, The Tim Ferriss Show. Yeah, really good. I think I'm going to get his book. Colin said episode 355. Did he just make that? Did he, did he just make that? That might have been the previous one because they did one like a couple years ago when his first book came out so this is the more recent one and he, uh, the shit that's been going on in his life is it's it's intense and, and whose life into in the, the, the guest greg greg mccone yeah the guest oh. and tim ferris i guess tim ferris is is an interesting guy he put out a whole massive podcast we're talking about rape like you can go and hear all about his sexual assault history he as assaulted the, someone or he was the, assaulted? As the victim, as the victim, victim of sexual assault when he was a really young child. By a man or a woman? By a man, I believe. It was his babysitter when he was like from the ages Oof. two to four. Yeah, it's really Oh, heavy. God. It's really, really, really fucked up. So he did a big podcast like talking about it. It's like the first time he's ever talked about it. It's, it's pretty hectic. Does he cry? No, he's pretty straight to the point. Like I think by the time he actually got to that recording, it was like he processed a lot of that shit and, you know, He's been in therapy for a while, I believe. I I I use this this search engine called DuckDuckGo. Do you guys use that? Yeah. No. DuckDuckGo. Someone told me it's just better than YouTube. And so just now, and but all it's weird because all sorts of when you use it. Why do you use it, Kate? 
Well, it, it, like it gives you more privacy. It doesn't like track your data like Google does. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that's why I started using it too. I can't remember, but someone's like, Hey, you got to use that. And it's, it's, it's so crazy. The stuff it reports to you as you surf around the internet, like just now I was going to, I'm going to, I'm going to post a link in here of a, of a video you guys should watch. Um, But uh, when I when I went to go to that when I went to go to YouTube, DuckDuckGo is like, "Hey, this this website is now going to track everything you do," and it's YouTube. <laughs> you know what I mean? And if you go through Google, they don't tell you that. I like the idea that it um, avoids filter bubble of personalized search results because I know it's like you could search. We could all search the same thing in, on Google, and we get different results. I think. Yeah, the stuff that I search on DuckDuckGo comes up completely different to what I get on Google. It's like crazy. Oh. Is That's that, actually really interesting. I, I don't care. So I feel like my data's it's out there and they all have whatever they want. And if rogue just fitness wants to continue to follow me around websites and try and sell me in more rogue fucking yeah. gear, I'll just keep buying it. But I like the idea of being able to search something and it not being tied to like, Oh, here's what we think you will like, you know, cause you just get so yeah. duck, duck, go fuck yourself. <laughs> hey, let's, um, let's, uh, let's test that out. Right now. If I go to Google and I type in, what would I like? Let's all type in the same word and see what the first. Oh, wow. DuckDuckGo doesn't even like me going to Google. Okay. What should I type in? Like car? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So I typed type in, in car. Type in I typed advice. in car and it says Carmel by the sea. I bet you yours isn't, that isn't yours. Mine is Carvana. Mine comes up, new, mine comes cars. up car sales. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. Cars for yeah. sale. Car gurus. CarMax. Maybe we need to be more specific. Mine's Carmel by the sea, then Carvana, then Car Wash near me, then Car Wash Santa Cruz. Okay, so yeah, it is all well, definitely location. What are you getting advertised? What are your like? Do you have ads on the side of your search? What's coming up? Because I just got advertised a mini car phone holder, a kids like you know those kids like toddler truck things, two kids toys. When you type in car. Yeah, like when I've searched and looking at the results, the ads are for a car holder and kids' toys. Oh, I don't even have ads on my Google. Oh, yeah, yeah, I see at the very top. That's shit. Dude, I never click that stuff because I don't want to give money to Google. <laughs> if I see something in an ad that I want, I just retype it in. I know. It's, 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 pretty, it's, pretty, it's pretty silly. Okay, so Simon Sinek last week and George McCullen on the Terry Gross, being interviewed by Terry Gross this week. By Terry Gross, Tim Ferriss. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said. Tim <laughs> Correct. Some porn just came up on Hobart's. He can't participate in this. He typed in car, and it's like the first five searches were like car porn. I actually got to stop my camera. Hold on. Oh, all right, we're back. Wow. <laughs> we're wow. Good. That's all it took. Wow. I have to tell one of my friends we're doing. I'm doing a podcast now. Podcast with. Yeah, Craig White says, literally just downloaded DuckDuckGo, went to Pornhub, and it said I was tracked to the site by Google. <laughs> oh, no shit. Wow. Google just follows you, right? Like, it just collects all that information. Wow. 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 Hey, there's going to be – I can't wait till there – you know how, like, every once in a while there'll be, like, a breach of a site? I can't wait till they just release, like, just a huge – like everyone's name and what porn what porn videos they search for. It's gonna be epic. When's that gonna happen? 
I mean, someone's got the list. They're just waiting. I mean, it's, it's in some like, what are those things called? It's some sort of wiki leak. There's some leak. Someone already has it. Someone has access to that data. Wow. Hobart's really into midget porn. Wow. Mm. I like to see Croatians having sex with Armenians. That's weird. <laughs> High heel. I mean, just that you're, but you're going to see some just outlandish shit. And the people are going to be judging other people. Oh my God, you like to see young boys? Well, well, I only like to see young girls. What's wrong with you? And it's going to be just fucking nuts. Have you seen those reports that they put? That's actually a great book. Um, Everybody that's my recommendation of the week right there. Required reading in the Hobart household. Um, well, if you want something easy, watch Peter Bogosian's authenticity <laughs> video to match that one. Everybody lies. It goes perfect with that book. I put a link in there somewhere. Have you seen those reports that uh, Pornhub puts out though? It's like they break down by, by region of the United States, like what type of porn is the most or what terms are the most searched or stuff like that. And I don't know if, if that's actually real information they're putting out, but. Um, I mean, that's a way to dig that up. If data, he looks right? like, yeah. No, oh, but yeah. I'd like to see that. Susan, look that, just look that up. Like, um, I don't, I don't really. Porn s- Pornhub porn most frequent searches or like, yeah. Because, I mean, if they could do things like top videos, it's like they'd be able to fucking find that stuff. It seems like the time it takes to search what you want, I could be in and out and done. <laughs> it's like, I, just, just, nope. I trust the algorithm. You trust the algorithm. Yeah. What usually works for me? Like Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian. Oh, That's- is this? That's that why for- I don't think they'll give that information up because it's like, it doesn't matter if you know. It's like, it, it's beneficial for them for you to not know about it almost to a degree where it's like, it seems organic, even though it's not. So it's like, oh, this just randomly came up and it's so perfect for me. I'm going to watch that. So the more that it appears organic, the more that we're likely to kind of follow the path that they put us on. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. Oh, man. Okay, we should start the news. Come on. This isn't like us just coming on here and like, Show has been derailed. It kind of, it kind of has been that. But I was, I, I did want to say one thing. Real we're quick. worse than the callers. Oh we're, shit, go, we're way go worse. Ahead. I did want. <laughs> All right, never mind. No, say it. Go. I just wanted to say one thing, especially about sort of like the um, the divisiveness and the infighting between people over something like vaccines or just fill in the blank, especially over the last year. With respect to social media, I do wonder if there's this loss or this feeling of loss of individual identity. And so therefore you claim, because you feel like I am unable, my, my identity is so small with my thousand, such 500 followers, 10,000 followers in this sea of hundreds of thousands of millions of people that I can't, you know, I can't have my identity recognized or validated. So I just find this bandwagon that everybody else is jumping on and I just latch onto it. And without that, I feel like I'm nothing. So you just defend that to the death. I don't know if there's a psychological phenomenon for that. I just wonder if that's a thing. Well, it's like you've been, you've kind of gained a platform, right? And you can use it to say things and feel like you've got a spotlight on you, even if it's not really a spotlight. Just feels like you can kind of say stuff. And if you've got 200, 300 followers, it's like, well, I've got a 200 or 300 audience. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I, uh, I agree with that. You mean as opposed to the opposite, Hobart? Like, my biggest problem with CrossFit is that, you know, back in the days, I didn't want to be a part of any, I don't, I've never wanted to be a part of anything. Like being a part of something sounds like I, 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 it's weird. It's like, this is probably like one of the first things I've ever been a part of CrossFit. 
Yeah, uh, but but I'm trying to understand. I don't I don't relate to what you're saying, but maybe I have the opposite issue, which is then in turn the same thing. I search for my individuality by, do you know what I mean? Like I feel I'm more like a I feel like a contrarian. Like, but you're still saying that and and putting it out there, right? Like, and you're you're quite aggressive with the way that you like say what your beliefs are. So I think you're doing it in the same way. It's just perhaps not not agreeing with a lot of what other people are saying. So you're still using it in the same way. Oh, maybe then I misunderstood what Hobart's saying. Hobart's saying is, is like, hey, you might not really like the Grateful Dead or you might not really like um, – he's not even saying that. I'm taking it to the extreme. But you might not even like the Grateful Dead. You might not even like Star Wars. You might not even like um, baseball. But you you live in San Diego, so you are a Padres fan because you want to be a part of something. And Star Wars seems to be the cool big thing. So you you watch all the Star Wars movies because you want to be in – you want to just fit – it's like you're looking to fit in, right? Is that what you were saying, Hobart? Or is that what you were saying, Kate? To some extent, I feel like more... It's like I'm idea. a vaxxer, anti-vaxxer because I want to fit in? Not because you want to fit in, but but because you feel like your individual identity lacks... You have a hard time validating or bringing meaning to your individual or specific identity, especially in like this sea of millions, hundreds of millions of people who are on the internet. Uh, and so in order to bring, I don't know, more gravity to that identity, you find this one thing to latch on to and you just pound that drum as hard as you can. And there's no changing your mind and there's no willingness to have a conversation about compromise with somebody else because that would mean your, your new identity is now jeopardized. I don't know. I feel like there's something mm-hmm. that, that oversimplifies it, but I feel like there's something like that going on. I understand what Kate was saying more now, I think. So it's almost like if you're saying, oh, I'm not really a big fan of the Grateful Dead, but I'm going to jump on. It's No, it's the opposite. If you're saying you're not really a big fan of the Grateful Dead, now you'd be that person that would jump on social media and be like, no, fuck that band. Like that band's shit. What are you talking about? Yeah. And you would refuse to move on that stance regardless of however many new albums they put out. Even if you liked one of the songs, you're like, no, I don't. I just fucking don't like them. And that's where I stand. That's what I put out publicly. I'm attached to that. That's part of my identity. Boom. Done. Yes. Yeah, you said it. That's part of my identity. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Oh, I play at night. I play at night that um I that I want. I, I play at night. I want the the vaccine. You play at night. Yeah, like I play. Like I like I. I'll lay there in bed and be and just in, and become that person. I can do like I'll I'll I'll, I'll role model that. It's very. I feel like that's very empathetic of you. Well, I just oh, want to. I just want to walk full circle. I just want to walk down the. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's that. Just, just try that on. See how it fits. Yeah. Like I. I, I yeah. Okay. We were my so question. good. We were, I shouldn't have even brought that back. You guys were doing such a good job of unfucking me. And I just, I refuse. I refuse to be unfucked. If it were not the year 2021 and things like social media weren't such a big part of everybody's lives and the way that we spread information. If COVID came out, let's say 10 years ago. The year is 2011. Do you think that it would have been the same kind of pandemic that it is now? Like, do you think there would be as much fear and panic and argument and and all this stuff around it if it were not for social media? I don't know. I think about that, and I was trying to read into what happened during the um, the Spanish flu, and I believe we've had issues of vaccine mandates like this in the past, and both people, you know cities and towns trying to enforce quarantines and mandates during events like the Spanish flu and other outbreaks in the past and people resisting. So I, I think, I definitely think social media amplifies this to the nth degree. 
It, 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 there's two ways to look at it. By the way, um, Craig, that's a great thing. Craig, Craig White says, um, sometimes I look to my wife and I say, are we the crazy ones? You should always ask yourself that. I love that. Me too. I'll be like, okay, am I the crazy one? Let's, let's, let's work this through. Yeah, let's work this through. Um, Hobart, I, w- I went down that path too saying, yeah, this thing has spread like um, spread because of social media so quickly. By spread, I mean the, um, it's like a not- viral virus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because it, because the disease has spread from mind to mind so quickly. But on the other hand, man, just think about before when there were only like it, twenty years ago when there were only f- five TV stations, or maybe it's more than twenty years ago. So I, I was kind of going back even more than ten years than Kate was saying, but maybe maybe the only thing that's kept this thing from even moving faster. I mean, look, there's a whole world out there that will defend to the death that the measles vaccine is really important and that it's one of the great vaccines. They always talk about it. But if you just do a quick Google study on it, you'll see that in the 10 years before the measles vaccine came out, only 500 kids died every single year from measles. And when they say it, and that's taking their word for it. And then when you look at the last measles, measles outbreaks we've had for the last couple of years, you'll see that it's like a third of the kids have been vaccinated. So it, my, my point being is, is it's hard to tell whether you'd be more brainwashed then or more brainwashed now, like because there were fewer outlets to get that information. Like no, before it was just trust your doctor. Now it's just like the same thing with um, – with, um, I'm at a dinner party and um, I'm at a dinner party with all my, this is, I don't know, it's eight years ago. And I'm with that with all my liberal friends and we're, everyone's just bashing Trump talking about what a racist fuck he is, all the bad shit he said about Mexicans. And then after dinner, everyone leaves and I go on my computer to try to find the evidence. No evidence. People reading into shit him being concerned about rapists coming across the border. And that was kind of like an eye-opening for me. I don't know. Yeah, but were you searching on DuckDuckGo or Google? <laughs> I was searching on Google. Well, it's the same thing. It's same with the with, – and some, sometimes <laughs> I do that too. So the Michael my, the Michael Brown um, – wow, we're getting spammed. Good. Uh, the Michael – that makes me feel like we've arrived when we're getting spam in the comments. Um, the, the Michael Brown um, death – I watched all – I only would watch liberal media reports on it, CNN, MSNBC, and I forget one other one, ABC. I would refuse to watch Fox to get my my perspective on that because I because I I want to give that, that the biggest benefit of the doubt. I don't know if you know what Michael Brown is, Kate, but it was a guy who reached it. It was a guy who reached – robbed the liquor store. They have all the footage of it, beat up the guy there. He, the guy is like 6'6", 300 pounds. When the cops went to pull him over, he reached into the cop car while the cop was in it. And the cop shot him through the um, door of the car. And then and then um, Michael Brown walked away and the cop got out of the car and said, freeze. And Michael Brown started coming towards him and he shot him again. And, and the question is, is like, was that legit? Like, and so it was this big, huge thing. It, it, BL, BL, it's BLM's first poster child. It's BLM's poster child. Mm-hmm. So I just did all the research about that only using liberal media. And I am pretending the whole time that the cop was either my dad or my son. That's how everyone should think of everything as you start judging people from Ricky Garrard to fucking Jeffrey Epstein. You should be a compassionate soul and remember these could be your son or your father. I think that's how I like to do it. I, I stole the conversation. I'm sorry, James. I'm sorry. That's all right. <laughs> 
it's fine. Oh man, I got. Oh, we. I, I want to get way off track with this. But we're gonna go. We're gonna do the news. We're gonna do. <laughs> I the love news. Colin. He always corrects me, dude. He was at his ex girlfriend's house assaulting her. No liquor store that day. No, no, no. Remember, he went into the liquor store. They have the footage of it, and he and he and he takes all of the roll the uh, rolling papers. Don't you remember that with his buddy, Michael Brown, buddy Michael Brown, and then, then they were crossing the bridge. By the way, I'm pretty sure James. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure uh, I shouldn't say that. Someone we all know, everyone listening to the show knows, and many of us are friends with and acquaintances with. We're very close friends with that cop who shot Michael Brown, and his whole fucking. I think that guy's in fucking like FBI protective custody now, so no one kills him. And his whole dream, his whole life, was to be a cop and help people. And because of that incident, it's all gone. I can't tell you the person's name because every time I mention this person's name on the podcast, I get in trouble. They're like, hey, I told you that in confidence. I'm like, oh, sorry. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> All right. All right. The internet always wins, people, no matter <laughs> what. Love it, hate it, think it's toxic. It always wins. Undefeated. The Let's Go, Brandon meme lampooning president well let's rewind real quick so we're at a nascar race and anyone who accuses me excuse me mr hobart anyone who accuses me of like having people on the show or like not not willing to um uh and uh, like go against someone who has differing opinion than me you can eat a dick that phone number's up there feel free to fuck me up and jim Kalisis or whatever 50 burpees for you you asshole he just fucked me up and fucked up one of my metaphors and hobart helped him so you guys can eat a dick and i'm still bitter about it Hey Jim, and I'll do, I do, do shoulders. For and you. I Don't do, worry about it. Who will? I'll do the burpees for him. For Jim. <laughs> and now I'm teamed up on. Absolutely. Go on. Let's go, Brandon. All right. So at a recent NASCAR race, as the uh, I think it was the winner had finished and he was being interviewed, the crowd was chanting, um, "Fuck Joe Biden." And the interview is interviewing the uh, winner, whose name was Brandon, and she says something to the effect of. Listen, they're chanting for you, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. So the internet took this and a meme lampooning President Biden is taking over the internet. It continues to blanket conservative news sites and social media accounts and all other types of politically aligned news sites in general, getting repurposed in all sorts of different ways. Now, I don't believe that's happening, by the way. I'm not saying it's wrong. I don't and I want it to be right, but I don't think it's happening. I don't think that there's stadiums full of people yelling, fuck Joe Biden. I really don't. I think maybe it happened once or twice, but. Well, I don't think there are state. I mean, this, this could have been a small group of people at this event that were standing in the camera. Regardless. I know. I just feel like the news media is trying to make it like everyone's doing that. I don't, I, I don't think that that's happened. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I well, don't. Well, you probably happening. are wrong because I don't think the news media ever blows things out of proportion and they don't use things to grab the public's attention. So you're probably wrong. Not, not, sorry, Steve, Steve, not right. I am always wrong. Steve, maybe compassion is not the right word. Just coastal Carolina that, uh, I did plenty of burnouts, uh, to practice. Yeah. Get to get a little further along. Oh my God. This is a dream come true. Wow. Talladega. Winner the next... Oh my God. I just want to go. We did it. Let's go. <laughs> That's literally Ricky Bobby. Yeah. Dad, dad, we did it. Just want to go fast. I hadn't seen that until now. That's great. I didn't hear the fuck fuck Joe Biden. That wasn't in that clip. Oh. Um, let me. Why me was that such there. a good clip for us Californians? Seeing that's like cultural. Like for me, that right there is cultural, like education. 
<laughs> at NASCAR. I totally believe it 100%. Susan, I sent it to yeah. you in our group link, the video. Regardless, um, some genius took this and then created a song out of it called Let's Go Brandon. And now this song is sitting at number one on top of iTunes hip hop chart. <laughs> Since Apple Music is a streaming service, just so we know, the chart is based on songs being streamed. So a lot of people are streaming this. And even at a recent Georgia Auburn college football game, someone actually rented a plane to fly a banner with the Let's Go Brandon written on it. So if I hear if I hear <laughs> "Let's go, Brandon," that means "fuck Joe Biden." It's it's code, yeah. Wow. So so hang on. Where's the are fuck you Joe okay Biden with bit? That? Are you I okay, to, are you I okay with people doing that? Okay, yeah, so I there was, was in the United States. Okay. I was I was I can't thinking, stand him, and I'm not for some reason I'm not okay with it. I was thinking about this today and trying to think about like, you know. Am what I is pussy? the difference between what? No, no. I think it's a good question. What is the difference between like something that's like civil disobedience um, versus, you know, being respectful, disrespectful to the point that it's, I don't know, counterproductive, harmful. Should we be doing that to someone who's the president of the United States, even if we don't agree with their politics or like who they are? I don't know. Here's my only justification for it. The, 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 the party that he belongs to has so much power right now and is bullying so many people. I mean, I mean, everyone's terrified to come out and speak at their word at their job. Everyone's afraid they'll be fired. There's just so much crazy shit. I mean, there's, there's people in this plant on the planet who are like, Hey, if you're white, you're uh, believe that in our country, I mean, the, um, the, uh, co-founder of BLM was just, uh, put in on the LA, LA County commission or something. They believe that white people are white supremacists. All of us. It's like, so in that regard, it's like, well, what if when you do do stuff like that, these chants like that, what you're doing is letting people know it's okay to stand up. But I just don't like disrespecting. It's kind of like shitting in our own kitchen. He is our president, after all. Yeah. Told me, as you can hear the chants from the the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, <laughs> you right. told me you were going to kind of hang back those first two stages and just watch and learn. What did you learn that helped you there in those closing laps? Oh, my God. It was uh, learning how each line didn't. Uh... One more time. Holy shit. This is real. Brandon, you also told me, as you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon, That's you right. told me you were going to kind of hang back. <laughs> oh, man. Do you reckon she's trying to, like, cover for them? I don't know. I would love to or ask her. Or does she just not hear, hear that? It kind of does sound a little bit like Let's Go, Brandon. The first first couple chants. Oh, man. Because oh, if she's covering, cool. she did a really good cover. Like, like hearing them say fuck Joe Biden and then being like, crap, what I'm going to do. This is like live interview and being like, ah, oh, they're calling. Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Listen to that. Like, kudos to her. Is CNN covering that story? Sousa, if you Google CNN, let's go, Brandon, do they cover? Does, does any does any of the left media cover that? Do you know when I was a kid, I didn't think that there was left and right media. Mm. Did you guys think that there was? It's still kind of new to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> It's good. That's healthy. Mm. 
Jacqueline I, Robinson, they're calling people speaking out against things domestic terrorists. We're being banned on Instagram, so everywhere we're being silenced. So it's the voice of the frustrated people. I I, I think that's a great description of it. Um, people are saying this because the government isn't listening. Democracy is failing. Canada is essentially doing the same. When Trudeau went campaigning, everyone came out to boo him to have a voice. I know. It's, it just sucks. I just feel like it's shitting in our kitchen. Like, he... he man... But I mean, I, I mean, I, I think, I think uh, most of the uh, news stations are covering it, but not specifically CNN. But most of them, they're calling it the new uh, anti-Joe Biden chant to go along. Yeah, with they'll the never cover that. Anti, anti. <laughs> See, now I think that's really frustrating. Like, an, an, you know, uh, how do you get your government? I mean, oh man, I have so much to say on this. Do it. Well, I just, I do feel like civil disobedience. Don't even, do it. Okay. Do it. Let's go. Next news. No, no, no. Do it. I was just joking. No, no, no. You're right. Hobart, please. Just a little bit. Civil disobedience. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but, you know, whether or not I agree with the politics and I don't agree with the lives lost, destruction caused, you know, civil disobedience, even violent civil disobedience is as American as apple pie. And I think, you know, what's frustrating about this is if you if you have a class of citizens either if it's, you know, class of citizens by race or um, socioeconomic class, you know, the riots that occurred after the George Floyd, whether or not I agree with all of the political parties that were involved in this, if you go all the way back in American history, we've been rioting over shit for years since this country started. It's how it was founded. Now, I'm not saying riots are right and they're the best way to handle things, but I think it should be eye-opening for the government and our citizenry as a whole and talk about empathy of trying to really understand if someone feels that fed up, if someone feels that unheard, whether, you know, if it's something as, you know, I think relatively innocuous as, you know, saying, F, you know, fuck our president at a NASCAR race, that's a big, that's a bigger statement about the state of our society and our country as a whole. It's not like, well, these guys are being anti-Joe Biden. Maybe they actually have some real qualms and real issues. If someone, you know, if an entire group of people riot and however you feel about rioting, and I mean, no disrespect, any lives lost or dollars and businesses lost, any of that, there should be a point where we step back and say like, hey, maybe there's, you know, something that's uh, more endemic going on here. Like, what is the bigger issue? Why is it that, that people feel this unheard, feel like they're backed up against the wall enough to have this as a reaction. And I don't understand why that question isn't being asked, or at least the media isn't propping up that question. And that goes for both liberal and conservative news outlets. So you're saying that it's kind of like a natural response for Americans? I'm not saying it's a natural response. I think it's very much a part of our culture and history, mm. you know, as far as how our country got started. You know, we threw off the shackles of our oppressors, if you want to be really dramatic and romantic about, you know, the American Revolution from British rule. And then, you know, if you go throughout history, we've seen riots and and things like that. And if you want to call it civil disobedience, um, I just think it's, if you see something like that occur, aside, you know, you can condemn it all you want and we can point fingers of who's wrong, but I do think it should like cause everyone to pause and be like, you know, like what's going on here? You're like, really like, what is the problem? Why, why do this? Why do people feel this backed up, you know, this pushed against the wall to, to have this type of response? I think there needs to be a little bit of that. 
And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that excuses behavior. No, right, right. That's important what you just said. That's important what you just said. The someone funny wrote, thing is let's, that- someone wrote, let's not forget Kathy Griffith held up a fake severed head of Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah. That's worse. That's worse than fuck Joe <laughs> Biden. I mean, it's. Well, Australians are almost getting pissed off that people aren't responding that way. You know, like people that are against some of the things happening now, it's like we're, we're, well, we are criticizing ourselves for not having that like, hey, this, like, if we don't believe something is right, what are we, what are we actually going to do about it? Like, we're very compliant, very much like roll over and chill out and just do whatever the fuck the government says. Maybe there's a higher degree of trust. Maybe there's like something else going on. Um, and, And I know, like, I think something that I've definitely learned is that you can clearly see that America was founded on freedom. And now when you try and sit here in Australia being locked down for days and days and days on end, being like, hey, guys, what happened to our freedom? And all of a sudden, it's the government's job to hand out freedoms. And everyone's like, wait a minute, I don't know if we agreed on this. It's it's almost like too late. Like we've, we've kind of fucked ourselves because like that it, we're, we're at the end point going, wait a minute, how do we change this from the beginning? Whereas you guys have almost got that to your advantage where like even the guns thing, like I've never up until this point been like, I don't, I don't think the guns thing's really that brilliant. Like, man, Australia got that right. But I'm like, you know what? Hang on a minute because it's it's almost more about what the guns represent. And as much as I'm like, I don't know if people should have – and, like, I think there's been a lot of lives saved maybe because our gun, our cops don't carry guns with them and, and shit like that. But it's like – That's a misnomer. People. It's not the cops. Just so you know, it's not the cops. Okay. That is a total mis – that is not that is not true. But 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 – but but people are but, killing people. But that's people. kind of where yeah. I'm going with it, where yeah. it's like, yeah. hey, we've had these things that have worked out very differently for us. And, and we tend to be just very compliant. And you could almost criticize us of having the opposite issue where you guys are like, hey, whoa, 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 let me, let me protest and fucking yell at a NASCAR event saying, fuck our president. Whereas Australians would never do that. Like I, I've never seen, I don't even think I've seen people booing someone at a, at a show or at a game or at any kind of event in Australia. I've only ever experienced that in America. Like it's, it's just something that we don't have that really exists here. And you know what? I, I, I started the show by saying that basically I would accept any reaction a parent would had if, if, if their child's in danger with the elephant story. So I agree with you. Like fuck Joe Biden's actually kind of pretty nice considering the, the threat that a lot of people feel their kids are under. So I like the way you tied the guns in. Holy shit. I've had a swing on that one too. I used to be pretty anti-gun. I've had a swing on that. Pretty open-minded. I'm a pretty open-minded guy. You sound open-minded too, Kate. Yeah, I mean, I like to think I am, but I mean, fuck, there are things that I'm probably a little... I'd like to, you know, I always laugh when you say like, I, I'm an absolute, like I speak in absolutes. I said I, that about you? No, no, no. You said that about yourself. Oh, and right, it's something right, right. that like, I know that I have a tendency to do. Like I tend to speak in like without consideration of gray actor gray area or nuances or things that depend on different scenarios. And it's like, because I, I speak based on my own knowledge, which is, is very, very limited. Right. So I think, I think that I'm open-minded, but I think I can certainly be like someone who makes big claims that aren't, aren't necessarily accurate. They're just accurate based on what I know and my perspective. How do you feel about the law? They just, um, there's two new laws in California. One of them is they repeal the law. Where wait, you had to- wait, wait, we have a story on, Okay, sorry, this. sorry, sorry. <laughs> just hit it, just hit it. We'll hit it and then we'll go to the story. Do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to cut you off because Kate's, this is a good combo. 
uh, so Kate, they, there's there's two new laws in California. One of them is is that it's, a law has been repealed where um, uh, me and Hobart can be boning now, and I don't have to tell him I have AIDS. Where in the past, if I had my cock in him, I had to tell him before that I had AIDS. Now you don't have to. I don't have to tell Hobart shit. Which I which I, I'm torn because like you shouldn't have to like there shouldn't be laws around what I have to tell anyone or anything. Regardless, like you should just be smart enough to know that if you have sex with someone, they might have AIDS or they might not. Anyway, so I don't know how I feel about that. But what's crazy is it happens at the same time that another law is passed, is added that um, I, so Hobart and I can't be having sex and mid-sex me pull off the condom and not tell him. That's actually yeah. a law in the California books that passed. It just happened in Australia as well in one of our states. It's now illegal to do that. Stealthing? Oh, what's it called? Stealthing? Stealthing, Stealthing. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oops. Um, I... <laughs> I stealth. I mean, you could so get around that and just say it fell off. I mean, but I, why are there any laws about any of that shit? It's, that's the thing people don't realize, like the big picture shit. Like whether you're for abortion or against abortion, like, do you really want to start this down, going down the slippery slope of putting laws on women's bodies? You have to think about that. I'm not saying whether it's good or bad, but soon as you, you're allowing laws to come into your bedroom. I think the thing is, is at the end of the day, a law is there to protect someone, right? I don't think it's necessarily about like condemning someone else. It's actually about the the victim, right? But it's not protecting. You would have a really good bit to add on, like to um, contribute here. Who who does? You do? Hobart. You just have to remember what the implications are, what you set precedents for every time you pass a law. And if you're going to say what people can and can't do in their bedrooms, I mean, I think in the books in some states in the United States, you can't give head. You can't, you can't do, you can't do, uh, you can't do the, the, the 69, <laughs> even though we've already established it's not that fun anyway, but, um, <laughs> or, or overrated. It's overrated. I'm going to just start sending in like um, one of the weaker rides <laughs> at Disneyland. Just questions around state elections that we should outlaw 69 because it's not that fun. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> my buddy Steve is stuck Hobart in Patosian Australia. 2024. <laughs> Sevon is there. America outlaws it's not their bedrooms. again. It's not their bedrooms. It's about protecting the unborn. I, I, I hear. I, I, I hear you. I, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about. Um, you just have to remember. That when you put a law on a woman's body, you're now saying it's okay to put laws on everyone's body. You're setting precedent. That's the way the law works. That's the way the human mind works. It's just a really slippery slope. That's why you can't outlaw hate speech. Because tomorrow, I love James Hobart will be considered hate speech. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um. It's the same thing with people are like, tax soda. Tax cigarettes, dude. Are you fucking nuts? Like, I get it. I used to be there too. Every time you tax those things, those the government now has ownership of those companies. They're now in bed together. It's like actual ownership. It's called taxing, but it's not taxing. These companies now are owned by the government, and they in turn also own the government. You guys well, get also, it? there's a lot of research that shows sin taxes don't work, which I think speaks to a bigger issue in our legislation. But um, it's just seeing the bigger picture. It sounds great. 
Say, yes. say that again, so like, sin, like committing a sin? No, no. A sin tax oh. is like like a tax that's on like um, bad behavior, smoking, uh, alcohol consumption, sugar yeah. might be considered a sin tax. It's just there's a fair amount of evidence that suggests that they just don't work um, because they don't target the root of the problem. It's just people who are actually addicted to those things just lose more resources and money and it just exacerbates a lot of the issue, I think. I don't know what masturbates. Yeah, it's kind of like just throwing it. money at it, right? It masturbates the issue. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nancy W. Enough about politics. I, I don't even know what politics are, but I agree with you. We were talking about sex. Oh crap! Because we have we were talking about sex, and it turns <laughs> into politics, right? Like, are you allowed to pull the condom? I've never even thought about pulling a condom off while fucking someone. Why you would you even never do wore that? one? No, I was I was <laughs> fucking anal about it. Unfortunately, for forty years. Oh, were you? Dude, crazy. <laughs> I was so I was so scared of getting AIDS and dying. When I peed, I, I every morning when I woke up, I put a condom on my penis. That's how scared I was. <laughs> how much sex were you having? It was it was it wasn't until I was eighteen, and then it was just like a as soon as you have it once, you just break the seal, and it's just you're just swimming in sex until you're like thirty five, <laughs> and then chicks don't like you anymore, and you're just stuck with your one. No, you choose to be with. That's what one, I meant. Right? What I say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You stuck. choose. He said stuck. You, you mature. You mature. <laughs> I'm joking. I matured. I matured. Oh man. No, basically, when you're 35, you pick the one that was the best one you had over the last 20 years. It's basically a a 20-year job interview. You're just searching. Five years to fornication, right? Yes, yes. The movie. (laughs) I want to see that movie. Me too. It's a fun documentary. I hope it gets made. (laughs) I like those high school movies. Do you guys like those? Did you guys like Mean Girls? Great movie. Yes. Or, or the girl next door. I love all the high school coming of age movies. What's um the hot chick? The one where the the guy becomes like is takes up one chick's body or something. Do you guys remember that one? Fuck, what's the guy's name? Can't admit to watching that one. No, he like something happens and there's like some magic trick where he ends up in this chick's body. Oh, freaky it's called Friday. the hot chick. No, no, no! It's called the hot chick, but yeah, I don't. Oh, I don't similar, think I've similar, seen like, that one. Oh, yeah, oh, there you go. There you go. It's that guy. What's his name? Oh, Rob. No. Um. Oh, crap. Wikipedia. Come on, let's go click that. Tom Brady made fifty-four million dollars. Yeah, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Right, I just love Anna Faris. Okay, so when I was in university, there were two Kates on my dorm floor, and. There was the tall, very slim, looked a little bit Californian Kate. So she was called the OC Kate or Kate OC because she kind of looked like, like what's that actress in the the OC, that show? Misha Barton. Misha Barton. She I hate that exactly I know that. exactly like Misha Barton. I'm so uh, glad that you know God that. Damn it. I <laughs> hate and so I then <laughs> I was called, I was given the gift of scary movie Kate because I looked oh. like Anna Ferris. <laughs> So that was my nickname in university. Yeah. So now I'm like, I fucking just love, I just like convinced myself that I fucking loved her. (laughs) Well, they're, they're coming out with a new scream, which the scary movies are based off of. So I hope they come out with new scary movies. A new spoof. I loved that whole genre, the spoof movies. That was the best. Yeah. The was up skit. That was the, um, who did that? The Wayne's brothers. 
There wasn't any sex mm. in that story that I missed, was there? Tons. There was a lot of sex. That's all we talked about. Do you know this podcast reminds me of the podcast I did with Matt and Josh? Except but we're better? real. Yeah, except we're real. <laughs> <laughs> can't disparage my own podcast. Not yeah, you cool. can't do that, man. Don't do it. <laughs> Not cool. Good dude's coffee. Drink your good dude's coffee. Get your podium drinks now. I saw the, I saw the good dude himself today. You did? I know. I heard you've been helping him like move in and shit. No, I moved one, I moved a, a dresser. I didn't rub one off. I went and peed. And by the way, it's raining at my house, which is really weird. I'm in a way too high of a tax bracket for it to rain without notification <laughs> on my phone. So after the recent uh, discussions in the in the podcast and then on Kate's Instagram about alcoholism and alcohol-related deaths, I did a little digging today. Mm. So if you are already depressed by the political talk, you should probably just mute for the next 10 minutes. That's <laughs> just where we're headed tonight. And we're going to make fun of drunks. So be and this is, this is story two of like 20 and we're an hour in. So um, we got to tighten up. Record. Drug overdose deaths rose by nearly 30% in 2020 to 93,000, according to preliminary statistics released in July by the Center for Disease Control mm. and Prevention. But an estimated 95,000 people die from alcohol-related causes. I didn't dive into what that means and what qualifies now call related causes but use your imagination or duck duck go or google alcohol what do you think that is like suicide or car accidents or what do you think it is give me a couple like ideas yes all of that suicide um car accidents beat your beat um, your wife to death drinking yourself to death that kind of stuff okay alcohol is the third leading preventable cause of death in the united states A nationwide survey commissioned by the American Psychological Association in February found that nearly one in four adults reported drinking more this past year to manage their stress in relation to um, the pandemic and COVID. The RTI International Study found that the largest increases in average consumption of alcohol occurred among women with children younger than five. (laughs) Listen to this. Listen to this stat up by 320%. Oh, in in black women, black men, and Hispanic women. Unfortunately, <sighs> casual racism. Use- That's casual racism. Someone accused me of being a casual racist. I want to tell you something. Every time we talk about people outside of their um, just being people, it's casual racism in my mind. Okay, go on. I'm, I'm okay with it as long as you know you're doing it. Just like I use my iPhone. I know it's made in China with ch- children's labor and people who commit suicide. I'm okay with it, but don't deny it. Okay, go on. Unfortunately, alcohol use disorder is a difficult topic to discuss in America. Drinking remains widely accepted and alcohol is easy to obtain. We talked about this. Kate talked about this last time. The widespread availability of alcohol coupled with clever marketing makes it nearly impossible to avoid. 300% increase. Yeah, with women and women with children under five. How much have you guys increased? How much have you guys increased your drinking? None. I I actually drank more during lockdown myself, which is not a lot. I don't, I mean, it's like fucking barely anything, but I was reading a stat that's something like, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but it's something like if you have three drinks a week or oh, there's a number, I need to find it. Um, it's a 15% increase in breast cancer. So like the link between alcohol and breast cancer is like very, very high. Um, and it's just one of those things that we just like, don't really connect. You know, it's the same thing I said last week. It's like, hey, don't go out in the sun. Like, you'll get skin cancer. Or like, don't smoke. You'll get lung cancer. It's like, well, drink and you'll possibly get breast cancer or bowel just cancer. Just chop your tits off and, and you don't have to take get breast cancer. It's just a, it's just not something that's 
Didn't someone do that? Accepted. Didn't someone have their boobs removed so that they wouldn't get breast cancer? A preemptive strike? Didn't Angelina Jolie do that? And people I, were I like, yeah. At, at risk or like, you know, have a history, a family history of breast cancer can do that as preventative. But I don't at think it's so risk. that they can just drink, right? I at don't know. risk. Yeah, who the fuck knows? So the first four months of the pandemic, <laughs> hate saying that. The first four months of the COVID response, I basically drank every morning from 7 a.m. to midnight. I would crack open a kombucha, pineapple chili, and my wife would say from the bedroom, are you kidding me? And I would say, nope, I'm not kidding you. And I would drink four to six of those every day. I would dilute them with sparkling water and just drink them all day and just stay buzzed all day. They have alcohol in them? Yeah, is it yeah. alcoholic? They're like seven or 9%. They're pretty, Holy I have like shit. four to six of them a day, yeah. And I did that for like four. I did that for basically four months. I'm glad you stopped. Yeah. I just was like, you know what? This isn't like this. And when I stopped, everyone's like, oh my God, your skin looks so much better. And I basically just, and since then I just, I have less than one drink a month, but, but I get it. It was fun. And someone got upset that I said this, but like, I don't know why you can get upset that I'm saying this, but basically I, my wife said, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm going to quit drinking for a year. I'm going to quit drinking alcohol and quit drinking coffee for a year. The coffee was really fucking hard. I did it for two months and, and flipped back, but the drinking was pretty fucking easy. But how I did it is every time I wanted a drink, I would just have some fruit and, and the craving would go away. And someone's like, Hey, you can't say that. That's not, some people can't quit like that. Well, I'm not saying that some people can't quit like that. I'm telling you what worked with me for me. My wife told me I have a little piece of fruit and that's why I started thinking, oh, I'm probably insulin resistance or chasing the sugar and it's not even the alcohol I like, right? Yeah, I had a lot of people that sent me a lot of messages around like their issue with dealing with alcohol. And I actually appreciate some of the messages because I did get called out for being um, perhaps a little – lacking a little empathy actually and not being super sympathetic and casting a little bit of shame on people that do have issues with it but interestingly enough i had a time i'm okay with that like, by the way i don't think you should have said so. you should feel bad but i appreciate it well it was just it was kind of i appreciated it you know people telling me that but um yeah the, the alcohol is replaced by sugar and people will go to aa meetings and what's served on the table is like just sugary drinks sugary lollies or candy Sugar, like just, yes. and so people replace and one coffee. thing with another like it literally is it's like and and it's it's often the addiction to sugar right is kind of the ultimate issue maybe and the alcohol that comes along with that is just the cherry on top yeah i think there are a lot of cases where it's not the sugar that, <laughs> that, that <laughs> that's not what fucks alcoholics up in of, my of, experience uh, but i'm sure the sugar doesn't help it adds of course. insult to, it adds insult to a brutal of course. but i wouldn't be surprised if it was half i wouldn't be surprised if it was half would what you? happened with that call? Brandon, what's up? No, I'm from, from uh, the, that's the town I'm in. I, my name is Joey. Joey, what's up? No, J- Joey, as in the baby kangaroo. I'll call you what I want. My <laughs> okay. okay, he says okay. Um, just, just for just, some fun. Hey, hey if you haven't been bullied enough this year, you called the right place. <laughs> well, that was part of so two reasons for calling. One, just for funsies, and two, um, like, yeah, because I am from Canada. Um, you like, you're welcome to ask, like, there's lots of, uh, you, you seem to know a lot about what's going on in Canada, but, and you didn't ask Patrick Vellner too, too much when he was on about the whole Canadian pandemic situation, but I know um, you're from Canada. You said funsies. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It said a, a little bit too. Um, yeah, no, it's, um, it's blast basically Canada is, it sounds like pretty similar to, uh, 
what Australia is dealing with. Like we're closer, I think, do you want to say like 87, 88% um, vaccination, full vaccination. But uh, yeah, you got QR codes everywhere you got to go and all that jazz. What do you mean QR codes everywhere you go? What do you mean? Scan in wherever you so, go. And then do you guys have your vaccination yeah, so status pop up now? Yeah. So basically what happens is, so if I want to go to the movie theater, I got to show up and then they'll say, Hey, can I get your ID and your vaccine card? So I show that and then I'm allowed into the movie. What do you mean? What do you mean you show uh, your vet? What, what do you mean? You show, why do you have to show an ID and to go to movie? Do you look like you're under 18? Like an R rated movie? No, it hasn't. It's just, it, it, it's just to prove, it's just to prove that your name. So like my name uh, matches my vaccine, my QR code or whatever. So I can pull up my phone or pull it in the card. They want you, both just to prove. You got to help me out here. What's the QR code and the vaccine card have in common? So you know when you go to places and you check in and you use the QR code no. and you scan it and then you okay so in Australia at least no no we scan, when I want to buy something it has a QR code I personally don't have a QR code or like no, if I want to no, no, get yeah. on an airplane so, I have a QR code right yeah so the store or the cafe or the restaurant or the movies they have their QR code on their door or on their like entrance point whatever you scan that to go in and in Australia what's happening now is you check in to that that venue and what will pop up following that is your vaccine status and it will come up red if you're not fully vaccinated it will come up green if you're fully vaccinated you show your little color screen it has your name on it and then you prove that it's your vaccine status by showing your id boom you're allowed in ours is very similar to slightly different where (laughs) you, you don't you don't in canada you don't get a qr code if you're not vaccinated so you go through the vaccination process and once um they know that you are vaccinated then you get your your code so, so if you aren't so vaccinated, you guys you don't have, have one. yeah so you guys have your own qr codes is that how that works then each person has their own qr code yeah oh okay yeah. all right different kind of fucked up good cool i like it yeah <laughs> holy shit is that real yeah, blast. yeah. you're being you um, have you have your own wow wow i'm tripping yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a little aggressive. Like I'm I'm I myself and and yeah, go ahead, go get the shot. You know, do, do your thing. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a little wild. Um, like when I work a couple of different jobs, but one of my jobs is I'm a, a DJ at weddings and stuff like that. Um, so like, uh, to prove you that you can't go to a wedding with over a certain amount of people if you're not back. Like there's there's all those goofy rules. So I don't. Know, it just is silly. Like you know, oh, you can't get married technically with more than just you and a and a witness if you aren't vaccinated and just mm. some silly things like that. It's, so yeah. Steve, you have your, uh, so, so sorry. So Joey, you have your own, um, Steve cousins is asking, I'm curious too. You have your own number. Like a social Basically, security you just number. Have your own, yeah. Like I have my own um, social insurance numbers that we call it. Like that's separate. But so when I went to get my shot, I, you know, they, they just, figure out that you're a real person and you're a citizen and all that jazz. And then first one and then the second one. And after that, after a um, certain amount of time, you can then apply to get your QR code and then you have that. And now I can. And that's yours for the rest of your life. That's Presumably. Then you can do whatever. Oh my God. Oh, it's true. Like, like, like when, when Patrick Vaughn was saying with the one guy who there was chatting, like if, if you're vaccinated, man, life, life is completely normal. Um, is that necessarily right or wrong? I don't know, but, um, well, it's the illusion that it's normal. I mean, it's the illusion, but it's definitely not normal. Yeah. I don't know if, 
yeah, normal isn't yeah, maybe not the right word, but oh my yeah. god, I would feel um, so um whew, I wouldn't feel I would know. <laughs> so is it up to businesses to actually enforce this? Like so for example, if you go to a restaurant and you show up and one of your friends is not vaccinated, is every single person at every single venue being checked? Or are some businesses just simply not enforcing it because they don't care or they're like, hey, it's not our job? Like how is it being enforced? Yeah, every 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 business is, is like supposed to check. Like I I know of like for, for example, gyms, in which I'm going to lose his mind. So in order to work out at a gym, you have to um, have your vaccine. Um, so I work at a gym. My main main job is I'm a, I'm a coach. So we have some people like that don't have their vaccine that wanted to work out at the gym. We are upholding the rule just because we don't want to deal with all that shit. But there's some gyms that aren't dealing with, aren't, uh, they're saying you can work out even though not they're not getting checked if they were to get called out on it um then they yes they could get shut down or fined or all that jazz but what, what will they attach so it next is, to it like what will eventually be like you didn't pay your taxes or you didn't pay your child support I, is there is there talk about what else they can use it for well isn't there like yeah, a like it, it, there is talk on here. There's something there's something that they use in China where it's attached to like everything it's like attached to your credit so it's almost like if you do certain things, you can get access to more money if you're trying to take out a loan. You know, it's like it's like a credit credit system to a, to a degree, based on like what things you do. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard anything on that. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that specifically. But like again, I, that's that's the scary part about the whole situation. It's less about you know vaccine or no vaccine. It's it's just kind of like sky's the limit, right? Like what 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 if what if what can you what does this mean what I don't know. There's there's so many different avenues that can go down. But um, anyways, you guys are talking about alcohol, and I wanted to ask a fun question because, of course, I knew this I was going to get brought up because I was in Canada. But um, do you guys know what your country's national drink is? I hope it's, it's a white cloth. Like alcoholic beverage? Man, I hope it's a white cloth. <laughs> it's, um, it's um, something that makes them fat. <laughs> Bourbon. Bourbon. Bourbon is the national drink of the U.S. Do you know what Australia's is? Beer? <laughs> Probably beer. Fucking jailhouse piss. No, beer. Beer. <laughs> no it's not beer. I, I, this show oh, is ruined for me. This show just what got is it? ruined for me. Uh, lemon, lime, and bitters, I think. A Caesar oh. is a cocktail. A Caesar is Canada's. Hey, what if you just didn't want to do any of that shit? What if you just didn't want to do any of that shit, Joey? Like, what if you just like, fuck it. Okay. Well, I'm not going to fly anywhere. I'm not going to go to any gym. I'm not like, like, what are the, what if you're just like, like, is there anything like, I I guess you need a job? Like what can you do? Yeah. Like, so confused. They aren't going to, they aren't going to do, you know, well, they, basically, yes, you can choose just to not do so. I, I know people who, are just choosing just not to do anything. I had someone who moved to like our, like Brandon, where I'm from is not a large um, city. It's like 60,000 ish. Let's go um, Brandon. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, but uh, it's, uh, they, they moved to like a tiny small hole in the wall town of like a thousand people because she's just like, I'm not doing it. So she just got out of there and now she's doing whatever the heck she wants in a town in the middle of nowhere that doesn't care. Yeah. Anyway, I just uh, yeah, 
I've been I've been listening Should to Should I say for sorry to you? Should I be like, hey dude, now. I'm really sorry. No. No? No, man. We're okay. Well, I'm supposed to say sorry. I'm Canadian. Sorry. 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 We're the, yeah. Oh, sorry. I just feel bad uh, like you're part of some fucking crazy government experiment experiment. I just feel like I can't believe that no, you're as know. a human being you're being treated like that. I'm just semantics. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's that a funny angle. Like, I don't feel necessarily I don't see necessarily uh, feel mistreated. Um, but I, I, I know which I know which angle you're coming from. But no, Mr Mr. Trudeau is doing his thing and it's all good. So yep. All right, thank you for calling. Good job training yeah, people in the gym. Say, yeah. Keep spreading the good. Yeah. Thanks so much. Okay. Um, I just want you to know, Stefan, I first hold, uh, heard of you through uh, your film Pulling John before I heard you through CrossFit. And I uh, watched it when I was really little, and it was it was awesome. So, and then when I connected the dots like a year and a bit ago, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, man. We just got a lot cooler. So That's cool. Um, thanks, yeah, Joey. Thanks I for appreciate you guys. It. Have a good day, guys. Bye. Bye. This guy says something interesting. Dave Tate says, we, we, we cannot define... We cannot define language if there's a class of the unheard. Language dies. Imagine a world without rap. Freedom to speak is also the freedom to be heard and the freedom to be heard. I don't know exactly what that means, but I agree with it. Dude, Colin Colin just... Anyway. Hi, Colin. Rogan <laughs> needs a booster. Jeff Jackson. I, Jeff, are you the one who said, ha ha... Were you the one who, who taught me the, the term cat Jesus? There we go with the web, webcam girls again. Jeff, are you the one who taught me the term casual racist? Did you did you write that once? Can't remember. Anyway. We we have we have the supply chain, gas prices, Southwest, Superman. We have a ninja attack story to get through. Oh, can we do the Southwest one? Uh, we're three stories away. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, crisis save. Ah, all right. Kate says Southwest. We're going to Southwest. There you go. <laughs> Southwest Airlines. But we're going to go back to the gas prices. So um, last week. Thanks, Jeff. Sorry. I, I thought I recognized that face, but from the YouTube comments. Last week, a handful of a uh, handful. Supposedly, a lot of Southwest employees um, went on, not strike, but were kicked out because they wouldn't take the vaccine or follow vaccine mandates. I think that's a little bit fuzzy. But anyway, Southwest, the pilots union, the Federal Aviation Administration, all denied that any work stoppage was to blame for all of the recent cancellations in their flights. In a Slate article that reported, while the FAA did acknowledge a staffing shortfall at an air traffic control center in Florida, it also pointed to military exercises and the bad weather and said that the original disruption only lasted a few hours, basically saying that this didn't have to do with vaccine mandates and people getting fired for them or walking off the job because of them. The pilots union emphasized that Southwest had similar pilot sick rates last weekend as it did over the summer, as well as the airlines unwillingness or inability to update outdated technical systems that reassign pilots during disruptions. So their internal systems that help, Reschedule pilots to fly planes are outdated and they suck. As the Slate article noted, other airlines did not experience such serious delays, even though the Biden mandate has resulted in backlash from employees at competitors like American Airlines. What else is going on with Southwest is that there's a case right now between the Southwest Airlines Pilots Association 
and Southwest Airlines. The Southwest Pilots Airline Association is seeking to stop the airline from moving ahead with the November 24th deadline for the shots until an existing lawsuit that is currently going on and somewhat separate to vaccine mandates for employees that was filed earlier this year. In addition to the vaccine requirement, the union wants to block COVID quarantine rules for pilots and an infectious disease control policy that the union says significantly altered work conditions, rules, rates of pay. So for example, pilots having to work longer hours, shorter hours, or not maybe being paid for sick leave until the two sides agree on a resolution. These changes violate a status quo provision by not maintaining terms of an existing contract during negotiations. This is what the union lawsuit claimed. So long and short of it is that this article basically said the media had propped this up as related to people being fired or walking out on the job because of the vaccine mandates. This article has now come out and said there's a lot more going on and it does not only have to do with vaccine mandates. And that's why you you saw all of the cancellations and flights. Bullshit. Yeah, well, I, I, I love it how they just go through excuses. It's the weather. It's this. It's that. It's this. It's fuck you. They're disgusting. They have no fucking integrity. And those of you fucking uh, man. All right, moving on. Thank you. That's a crazy story. Good luck to you guys for doing that. Um, I will. Um, I I I, I have. Uh, on that note, the Delta Airlines, the CEO of Delta Airlines, interesting story because I had John Brzezink on. He's worked at Delta Airlines for 37 years. Is it 37 years? Yeah, 37 years since he's been 20. And when he basically said that, like, if you don't get the vaccine when you work there, he got the vaccine, um, that he um, – if you don't get the vaccine, it should becomes really, really hard for you there, meaning having to take the test and where you can go and where you can't go and how you travel. And just, just the workplace just becomes really inconvenient. So he got it to make it easy for himself, and he likes to travel. That being said, it sounds like the CEO of Delta just said in the last couple of days, maybe it was this morning I saw – that um, he's not going to enforce the passengers to be vaccinated. I didn't. I didn't. I, I don't know if I heard that correctly. But there's some pushback from Delta. Well, I think it's going to be really interesting when. when oh, sorry. One more thing, and they don't want to lose their government contracts. I think yeah. that's that's what the Southwest CEO is saying. Hey, I don't want to do this, but I don't want to lose their government contracts or some shit like that. Well, that's a big push is that they don't want to lose um, government contracts. And a lot of airlines probably make a lot of money off government contracts. And in those cases, they are considered uh, federal employees. But it will be really interesting um, considering if the federal vaccine mandate becomes more expansive, because I believe that states, there's a Supreme Court case that occurred with in Massachusetts in regard to vaccinations, I believe that the power to mandate vaccines in certain cases still lives with the states, which also means I think certain states can either mandate vaccines or choose to not mandate vaccines. And um, it doesn't look like that case that allows states to mandate vaccines isn't going to make its way back up to the Supreme Court anytime soon. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens as the vaccine mandate um gains power the federal vaccine mandate gains power or it grows in size i don't know gas you know prices i just re- i just realized that let's go brandon it's lgb okay like lgbtq but it's just oh, lgb got it let's go brandon 
Let's go, Brandon. Gas prices. A report from AAA found that gas prices across the U.S. hit an average. Savon's in a slump. We got to pull him out of it. Hit an average of that. that fuck Canadian, Canada. That Canadian fuck story fucking messed assholes. you up, I'm so man. fucking pissed. Yeah, I know. I just can't believe it's really. I I'm in denial. I mean, I'm just in fucking denial that like you QR coding. Like, does anyone there read books? Do you not know what happens next? Have you guys not read the fucking book? Well, I guess that's the scary thing, right? So let's assume let's assume that everything you disagree with Savon and related to COVID is true. Right. And even then, yep. Even does then. the QR code seem like a reasonable thing to accept from it's your government? Wor- it's the worst disease ever. It's killing women and children and just fucking ravaging fucking everyone on the planet. There's dead bodies on the streets. Do you remember when they tried to tell us there were dead bodies on the streets in India? Those fucking idiots. Have any of you ever been to India? Yeah, me too. I spent a lot of time there. Fucking idiots. They're fucking, there's dead bodies. Every, they take dead bodies and throw them on boats and burn them and they just go down the fucking stream. And by the... Sevon, th- it's turning more into Animal Farm than anything else. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it, it, and like Fahrenheit 451, the firefighters are the ones that start the fires. I mean, it's just... I cannot believe it. I want to blame those guys for making this a reality. A report from AAA found that gas prices across the U.S. hit an average of $3.22 on Wednesday, (laughs) higher than they've been at any point since 2014. That's consistent with the data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration. Uh, Gas prices have been rising throughout 2021 for anyone who has been outside of their house. So sorry for everybody in Australia. Hitting levels not seen since the middle of the last decade. Basically, one of the issues is that supply and demand is not met. By this summer, Americans are back out on the road. The number of vehicle miles traveled, measured, plummeted in the spring of 2020. But as of this July, the most recent months for which data is available, highway traffic was back up to what it would normally be seen in midsummer. Back to Savant's point in some of our earlier podcasts, the Energy Information Administration noted in mid-September that Hurricane Ida shut down a large swath of U.S. oil drilling and refining capacity in Gulf of Mexico in late August, but also maybe another reason for why we should be energy independent. OPEC and other major oil exporting countries agreed to only a modest increase in production despite oil consumers like the U.S. and India pushing for higher exports, therefore spiking prices. The lack of relief on an oil supply sent crude prices higher. God, can you believe we were like energy independent for like the first time in like 50 or 70 years, whatever it was, and now we're not? Can you believe, like, how did we? I really want to dive into the energy independence thing. I was hoping, because I we're sure as shit not going to get to recycling tonight, um, <laughs> but maybe I'll put the energy independence thing, you know, it's what does so, it mean to be fully energy independent? How close were we? Gas here, I, I filled up my car today. It's $5.05 a gallon. Oof. What's like low gas for you guys per the per gallon? Three dollars, under three dollars, under three dollars. Okay. Now I have some context. All right, I'm with you. When Trump was in office, it was it was in the twos. I mean, um, did you do you know the price of gas went below zero in the United States? Did you know that per barrel? Did you ever see that? That was crazy. They had so much fucking gas. There was so much fucking gas. It was ridiculous. The The refineries couldn't process all the gas. It was nuts. Do you remember that, Hobart? It dropped below $0 a barrel. Now it's up to 80 bucks a barrel. 
I'm not saying that that's right for it to like. And what would it be like uh, four times the price for a liter, right? One gallon is what? Three liters, three and a half liters. Anyway, James Stubbs. I heard a rumor. Sevon is vaccinated. I am quadrillion times vaccinated. I mean, you got COVID, so technically you're naturally vaccinated, right? You're like got some immunity. Yeah, my wife says I can't even say I, I had it because I tested negative, so I don't even get to say that Ooh. anymore. She put the stomped on my dick for that. I think my mom may have my wife was stomping on my dick, and my mom may have kicked me in the teeth for that. <laughs> but I had it, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, is there any nudity in this show? Um. We could talk about stealthing. And that's, that's all depressing. I just bummed myself out about Canada. I'm just like hyper fixated in Canada. I was tripping already. Kate said that she's in lockdown. And I was just like, I don't think Hobart and I really get it. I don't think we're listening to you when you say that. <laughs> it's, do, do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think we're listening yeah, to you. I definitely don't get it because when, when a lot of the businesses shut down and, and life kind of came to a little bit of a halt in Boston. I started to, um, we started, my wife and I started walking more. We spent more time outside than we ever had. Um, so I don't get it and I'm sorry. Well, we're actually, um, coming out of lockdown soon ish. By the oh, great. I feel better. You're well, going to get your QR code to walk around the block? Here's the thing. I'm not coming out of lockdown because I'm not vaccinated. So I'm fucked. I don't even have like a – so at the moment, I've given like a list of things that people can do that are fully vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you're just – you're actually – there's no inclusion. So technically, we're just in lockdown indefinitely. Um, what if you're black? I don't know. Same same rules apply. If you're not vaccinated – or you're vaccinated, you, you get to do certain things or you don't get to do certain what things. What if you're gay? What if you're gay? Same rules apply. There's got to be a way around it. <laughs> got to be a way around it. James, your mom told you that me and her went and got vaccinated together? <laughs> how can you how can you tell this? Me call it. Because the FBI has you tapped into my phone. I'm part of the whole giant psyops. They tell me everyone who's calling. Oh, no. Are you still live right now? We still live? No, no. As soon as you call, they just jumped off the podcast. Just turned that shit off. (laughs) (laughs) Took you outside. I'm taking a piss. What's up, dude? You coming over to pick up a sack of weed or what? You got some? Yeah. Say you ate for 60. It's like the old days, buddy. It's still growing in in your Look at Sousa laughing. Look at Sousa. I made Sousa laugh. You guys can't see him, but we can see the producer laughing. I love it. Damn. Kate and Hobart don't laugh at my shit. <laughs> I know. They keep a straight face like they didn't even get your joke. I feel bad for you. Uh, how can I help you, Mr. Stubbs? Hey, so um, just just to kind of elaborate on how crazy some stuff is. So... Ah, gosh, you already said my name, so that makes it harder. Oh, shit. Call back in 20 minutes and talk like this. Hi. (laughs) I I knew you were getting crazy because you were like, even though, like, no one knew has entered the room, like, you're about to say some shit because you're like, okay, now listen. Now listen. (laughs) Go to the trunk of my car, and there's a whole suitcase of cock rings in there. Bring them inside the house. (laughs) So, so to put it like, so some places are, for instance, 
um, if you're vaccinated and you're whoever your spouse may be, they have COVID, you can go to work and it's okay because you're vaccinated, even though you can be a carrier and that you can spread it, right? In what country? That, 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 I mean, in here, like in the United States of America? Yes. But these are some, some rules that obviously I've heard. Um, but if you're not vaccinated and the same situation happens and you have no symptoms or anything like that, you can't go to work. You have to, you have to quarantine. Yeah. There's a million things like that that don't make sense. Right. And it, it makes absolutely zero sense. And this is what, this is what I've been telling people is that when, when things contradict themselves, that should pop a red flag up in your mind. That something's wrong. When things contradict themselves, it should pop when, a red flag. And what and what do people do instead? Like when when I mean, I hear you. I'm 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 a hundred support you, but but it's happening. Uh, it's happening. I mean, you heard Joe Rogan tell S- S- Sanjay Gupta. Hobart's taking a piss break. You heard Joe Rogan tell Sanjay Gupta that you're 51 years old and you feel very confident with your vaccine, right? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, and you feel safe, right? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, well, you have a greater chance of dying vaccinated than kids do unvaccinated. So you must have empathy and understand why people, kids don't want to get vaccinated or why they mm-hmm. don't see the importance of it. And he couldn't even get his head wrapped around it. He couldn't, but, like, it was like going to explode his brain. That, I mean, because there was a contradiction. Like you said, he pointed out a contradiction. Like, oh, shit. Uh, exactly. If if people would think more so, but people can't think deeply, and that's the issue. It's surface level. What am I being told? Okay, I'm just going to believe it because I don't want to take the time to think deeper into it. To actually, use my mind to think. So, okay, this is what I'm being told. I mean, the dude said. I don't know if you watched the whole podcast, but the dude said that the people on CNN that watch that they're already bought in. You don't have to tell them anything they're listening to what he says and taking it they're not researching oh this doctor he's on cnn let's roll with it but things they say things they come out with it makes no sense but no one questions it they just move about their day why do you think that guy went on the show why did he go on joe rogan i'm dying to know why he went on that show i think he went on the show to try to convince people that he don't usually get to from seeing them. Cause he straight up said that he said, he said his viewers, the only viewers he has are people that who, whatever, you know, I'm not are bought in certain people are bought yeah, in. Right? I agree with and, him. Yeah. And then he said, um, but he, he thought to himself, how can I reach more people that won't watch CNN? Oh, Joe Rogan. He said that on the podcast. Well, it, it backfired like a motherfucker on him. And what's worse is, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hate the guy, but but basically, he just got schooled. I mean, yeah. I just. I made a comment on Joe Rogan's post saying, because Joe Rogan made a post saying that, like, hey, me and me and this guy are friends. It's you know, people should listen to the whole podcast or something. And I said, and, and they, and they, and I forget. Yeah. That, that, the whole thing is so, is so bizarre. The whole thing is so bizarre. He just went on there and just convinced everyone how right that they are, not how right he is. Do you think he left there thinking, shit, I have no integrity. 
I have no honesty. I work for a fucking despicable, despicable news organization. I should quit. Do you think he had any of that? No. No, because he's bought in. <laughs> he, he's bought in, so he tries to get other people to buy in. Jeff Jackson, when you, you, when you research the polio vaccine, this is the one thing I ask you to do. I want you to look at the, the graph of when the vaccine was released and given to kids and people in the United States and when the numbers of cases of people with polio decreased. I want you to look closely at that. And then, and then, and then, and then, when you see the what did you call it, James? The contradictory information. The yeah, same with yeah. measles. Start just thinking about it. I'm not suggesting that it's not a valid vaccine. I'm just saying that there's places like to be like, hmm, this is weird. This is weird. There's places to dig in. There's places to ask yourself questions. No, I mean, I mean just like you're. Greg saying. Glassman was given the fucking Greg Glassman limps because he had polio. I don't know how many people know that. That's one of the reasons why he has that limp. And he had pulled, but he was also given the vaccine before a and year and well, a half before he was diagnosed with polio. So here, here's here's something that just blows my mind. I've, I've Did, talked to so many people about this: mm-hmm. is that we will we will force a vaccine, but on every single freaking corner, there's a McDonald's, there's a Jack in the Box, there's a freaking Taco Bell, there's all these things. But we care, we care so much. And this was my big argument when people were like, "Oh." the right thing to do as a neighbor is to get vaccinated. That's the least you can do. Excuse me? While you're at the McDonald line? While your your kids are obese? There, there, and it, it breaks my heart, but there are four, five, six-year-old kids that are obese. I posted, a picture, I posted a picture today of a 13-year-old kid who's 400 pounds, whose mom's feeding him pizza. Pe- pizza at the airport she's holding the box of pizza open in front of his face all right 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 enough of this whispering and you getting me all fucking wired up my bad my bad yeah what, my, what, when's the last my, time you had sex, James? when's the last time you had sex my, my little boys are asleep so uh, oh. i'm trying to be quiet are you married i am married is your wife nice to you yeah she's she's pretty nice she's cool okay let's go Tell me, uh, you, it, tell, you want me to walk you? Want me to walk you through anything? Hey, so I, I was actually going to ask you something. All right. So, have you have you traveled with your boys um, on an airplane? I have. What the heck do you do about uh, car seats and uh, packing plays, or like, what do y'all do about all that? I didn't. Basically, what I did is I just I got uh, I had I had like three old iPads and headphones and I threw them on the plane and I don't normally give my kids any of that shit. My kids get so little screen time that I just gave them those iPads and the headphones on them. And I think we went to Hawaii and then I hate to say it, but every other time we just fly private. (laughs) It was a good life. It was a good life. It was a good life. When when you're almost as big as Joe Rogan, I mean, you can do stuff like that. God, can, can you imagine? Like, I get excited when this show has like five thousand views, and if I go over to Joe Rogan's show, I want to fucking put a gun in my head, my mouth. Hey, so here, here's one more thing, and then I'll, I'll get off here. But the the podcast you did with oh gosh, I forget his name. He's a uh, the fight the fighter. He's the champion right now. Oh, Alexander yeah. Volkanovsky. How does that not have so many freaking views? Because it's just it's just the audience. 
Like Hobart doesn't even know who Alexander Volkanovsky is. Kate might know who she is because he's the biggest thing that ever happened to Australia. But like, like, because it's not the right dude. There's this dude I'm having on the podcast tomorrow. His name is Matthew. It's 7 a.m. God, it's too early. It's like 11 hours from now. Matthew. What, how do you say his last name, Souza? Matthew Brudeau. Yeah, your guess is as good as mine. Oh, great. Bert. Thanks again. Um, <laughs> and 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 basically, I went to his podcast today. He's had like fucking 200 people that I don't even have the balls to interview. And, uh, and, and, and none of his podcasts have more than 1,000 views. It's crazy. I don't know. I don't know what makes the world go round, but kudos to Joe Rogan. Being first definitely helps. And like someone said, he's fucking good. I got yeah. never saying that again. Mark the time code on that. Hour and fifty one minutes and thirty three seconds. I said something nice about another podcaster. <laughs> but anyway, Besides uh, yeah, Kevin man, I'm Hobart. They're the best podcasters in the world. Then me, I'm third. I'm enjoying your show, so I'll, I'll get off here. Let y'all keep on going. Bye. Sorry, guys. I had to take that call. Back to the show. Yeah, this guy's good, man. Excited to have him on tomorrow. He cares about kids. Hi, Hobart. Hey, buddy. Do you have any insect stories? No insect stories. <laughs> I have a ninja story. I have stories about jobs, hackers targeting U.S. water supplies. I have stories about the supply chain. Superman changes his Logan, and his son is going to be bisexual. Oh, um, it's not Superman I, that's bisexual. It's his son. His son. John Kent. His, his son on October 11th, DC announced that John Kent, Superman's son, who also wears the iconic S shield as a superhero, would come out as bisexual. I wish he didn't have to come out. What? Um, I wish he could just be like, so wait, I didn't even know Superman had a son. Did, did Superman, who did he fuck? To Probably get a Lois, kid? Lois Lane, I think maybe I don't, I'm not, I'm, I haven't, uh, Real question is, <laughs> do you think they 69 <laughs> Yes. yes. Uh, Dude, when you're as strong as him, they did all sorts of shit. Um, they did crazy. They what, do crazy what, was interesting, shit. what was interesting about this story is that one, Superman's motto is changing from truth, justice in the American way to truth, justice in a better tomorrow. Now, what's really interesting about this is that you've seen his motto change throughout the years. Um and it's, I don't know, maybe thought-provoking about how comics somewhat reflect reality or try to reflect ideal uh, parts of reality. So throughout the years, we've seen the slogans change from the American way. Um, it changed to the American way during the 1950s, the first days of the Cold War, and the height of McCarthyism paranoia. By the 1960s, the motto shifted to truth, justice, and freedom on the kids' cartoon series – but arguably the most well-known Superman adaptation was the 1978 feature film starring Christopher Reeve, where he revived this American way motto. Anyway, at another time it was truth, tolerance, and justice. That would be a good one for mm. right now, mm. but I like a better tomorrow. I can't, well, I'm not going to say it. You guys, you guys have to watch this video. Did I send you guys the video of Peter Bogosian, the authenticity one? I've watched that before. This is, this, is this the Russian KGB guy? No, 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 no. This is a, a professor, philosophy professor. Like mm. he recently got fired. 
from his job. But it was a video I found for, that's like 13 years old. No, 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 this isn't any, this is just the definition of authenticity. That KGB guy you're talking about, that is a scary video. That's just, one that uh, I, I don't know if I needed to see. I have a, I have a story about ninjas and hackers targeting U.S. water supplies. Um, but I, what do I, you what have I one to say, on? What I want you have to one say on about the vaccine thing one more time, and then we're moving on from this. Um, <laughs> how is it? That's a funny comment. Was just that I think when it comes down to empathy and finding a right path forward, and maybe I'm taking like, and let me tell you guys, I'm not somebody who has a coexist. Even though I live in Colorado, I don't have a coexist bumper sticker on my car. Um. <laughs> And so maybe this comes across as a little kumbaya, but I think if you have people out there who are, regardless of their political leaning, who are truly afraid and they really believe that COVID is going to kill them, Mm -hmm. I don't think the solution is to tell them that they're fucking idiots and they're terribly scared. And, you know, if that's the case, they should never leave the house and they're morons for wearing masks and they're morons for trusting the governments and getting vaccines. Now, at the same time, I think that goes in the other direction. If you have somebody out there for who might be truly fearful of taking recommendations from the government or putting something in their body like a vaccine for whatever reason, again, I don't think the answer to that problem is to just try and tell them they're idiots. That's not empathy. That's not How about taking their job from them? Taking their job. I don't think that's the right solution. That's, I mean, that's control in either direction. Like, I do think that's a bad, you talk about precedent. I do think that's a bad path and precedent going forward. Um, and sharing your medical records is a bad idea. Letting people demand your medical records. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, thank you for speaking. Speaking your mind. I think that's very um, equanimous of you. That shows uh, equanimity. Uh, that's not the word I'm looking for. Clarity on the subject. Anyway. Thank you. Pers- perspective. That's what I'm just trying to add. At my work, unvax must be tested weekly or face disciplinary action. The vax are not by any circumstance to be tested. They just implemented that neither the vax or the unvax can eat lunch in the break room for more than 10 minutes, even if they are six feet apart to stop the transmission. <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, can't even read it. Thank you, Kimberly. It's just nuts. 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 Hey, would do you have any, Denny, do you have any, um, Do you have any uplifting stories? Like, um, I don't. This was not an uplifting. <laughs> I feel like none of the news stories are that uplifting, right? This Current was not an up. Now. I mean, my next story is about a dr- the drone strike in Kabul. 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 I'm sorry if I mispronounced that earlier this do you, year. And they- do you, Do you ever see like a giant man with a small woman, and then just think like, um, they probably never have sex except like he's always carrying her, like. Like that they like if you like you were two hundred pound man going out like really strong. Oh, I like, see like, what you're trying to. I see what you're trying to do here. Like you're half Thor and you go out with the girl who's like one hundred and five pounds. Would you? That's that's real life. What's his name? Um, what's I think that I would only have that? sex standing if I could do that. What's the Is power sex with standing good for girls? He's like he's like seven foot and his girlfriend's like five foot or something. Is it Eddie? Um, Eddie Hall? Is it him? I he don't know, but tiny girlfriend. Do, is do, sex do girls standing have good fun? For yeah, girls. Like, like if you're being carried. Have you ever been carried while you're having sex? Yeah, I think it can be fun. It just <laughs> yeah. I mean, it depends. Is it like 69? Is overrated? There's something hot about being picked up and thrown around a little bit. 
Yeah. But maybe that's just me. I know. Well, no, no, it's me too. A, I like what? it. Oh. <laughs> Hobart, what? were you going to say you like to be picked up and thrown around a little bit too? Yeah, so that's, I was going to say, why does the Savant ask about guys enjoying that? Everyone likes to be suffocated a little bit once in a while. Everyone likes a hey, I can't breathe in this position. Everyone just, just how much can you take? I mean, if you're in a Fran, if you're in a Fran. Okay, sorry. Um, Al, I saw. I saw. It's something that pops Biden, in my head sometimes. You. Like when I see couples that are like just like really, really strong men with really tiny girls. I just think that they must have a lot of standing sex. And Colin oh. says it's the mountain. Yeah, yeah, it's the mountain. Not, not Eddie Hall. And he's the guy in Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, yeah. she might be too small to do that with because, like, you still have to be, have to. Yeah, she might be too. I don't know. Can you be too small? I reckon they probably would have given it a hot, red hot crack. Wait a second. Yes. They would have tried. That is sure. really his girlfriend? Wow, that's amazing. She needs to be ID'd. <laughs> Strong mother. He has a... Wow. I tried to get him on the podcast before he fought Devin Lorette. I even talked to the promoter of the fight. I had him on the podcast. I think Do you I remember was there. You were on that podcast with that guy? Yeah. yeah. He was drinking the Coca-Cola and you oh, almost yeah. had you it that him drinking a Coca-Cola almost gave you a heart attack. Yeah, someone had a Coke <laughs> on the show. Okay, can you Okay, so that's pretty good. Do you have any standing sex stories, Hobart? I got nothing that I'm going to share here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I got derailed by as soon as Kate said she would do something about lockdown, something happened to me. Something clicked. I realized that I wasn't really listening. <laughs> I haven't even given you I had a hamster that was in fucking lockdown. I had a hamster that was in lockdown. It had one of those Your cages hamster? with the steel. Yeah, the hamster. He I had him in lockdown in my bedroom in a, in a steel cage. <laughs> I never had a person in lockdown. Maybe we're all in lockdown and we're just lying to ourselves. All right, we're going to end on one more story here. Okay, we're going to okay, wrap okay, this up. Okay, 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 People okay. need to go to bed. <laughs> when ninjas attack, a man wearing full ninja garb attacked members of a U.S. Army Special Operations Unit in the middle of the night in California desert, setting off a scramble for safety and resulting in at least two injuries. The incident occurred a little after. Actually, this is kind of a sad story. Um, <laughs> occurred a little. You'll see why. Occurred a little after 1 a.m. on September 18th. When authorities in Ridgecrest, California, got a word of a sword-wielding man dressed like a ninja on the loose near the airport in Kern County, Los Angeles. Kern County's deputies found the suspect had assaulted, the suspect is the ninja, assaulted members of the 160th Special Operations Aviation Regiment. He was at the scene with a sword, and he threw a rock through window, hangar window, hitting an additional victim in the head. He's questioned approached the sergeant on base and questioned him this is the ninja do you know who i am do you know where my family is when the sergeant said he did not know the person in ninja garb aka the ninja began to slash at him with a katana sword the report states adding that the sergeant's leg and phone were struck good thing Apple came out with a new iPhone. The sergeant ran, jumped a fence, and reached a building where he joined others from his company. As he and the captain locked the doors and called 911, the assailant kicked and punched doors and windows, according to the report. <laughs> Projectile rounds were used but were ineffective, 
it added, because he's a ninja and you can't hit them. <laughs> Instead, the man ran. When deputies used the taser on him, he dropped the sword and deputies were able to take him into custody. He was identified as Gino Riviera, 35 years old. Do we have a picture of the guy? We don't. I, if they had a picture of him in his ninja costume, I would be pretty happy. God, imagine what was that guy thinking? Basically, he attacked like a bunch of Green Berets or some shit. They're special operations. What is the Army special operations? Um, I think this special operations group are pilots who help insert other special operations teams into combat. Some, something in the story doesn't make sense. It's like what James says when something doesn't make sense, like there's a contradiction. Like like if they were really special operations, how did a fucking dude in a ninja costume and a like sword... If he was really and, a ninja, how'd they see him? Well, that too. <laughs> that too. 35 years old. Like, what are you doing at 35 putting on a ninja costume running around what? with a sword? I think he what's smoked sad about weed. this is he's... He, do you know where my family is? Maybe that was just like part of it, though, you know, to like make the badass guys that he was about to attack just be like, oh, he's he's lost or there's something wrong. Brad, I don't know why I'm doing this for you because, well, I know I'm doing it for you. I'm not doing it for Victos because these sons of bitches won't sponsor me. But I'm going to tell you, these are the shoes, dude, right here. These the uh, wait. Nano these ones. These are the Victos. They're just they're just like the Nano 2s, but not built as well, but way cooler looking. But they fit just like it. And, dude, they're so fucking cool. Mine are beat to shit. Look at them. You need to be sponsored by these guys so hard. Dude, it, it, I mean, I'm telling you, it is the Nano 2, except the Nano 2 will last you for, like, it's even wider than the Nano 2. If you got really, look how wide it is on the bottom. Anyway, that's it. Victos. It's the Victos Core. It's such a nice shoe. God, it's, it's so nice. Sorry. I, I feel like word. we've ended every single podcast that we've done with you <laughs> talking about your shoes. Well, someone's asking, what are the shoes? Because everyone wants to know because everyone's looking for a pair of Nano 2s and they can't find them. Those Vitos Core, man, they are eBay. the shit. And they're cool. And it's not a it's, – it's, the brand is so tough. It's like I feel like – I feel stronger when I put them on, more manly. And it's not <laughs> even something I really even care about. I don't even want to feel more manly. In uplifting, in uplifting news, two Russians filmed a movie in space last week, but William Shatner wasn't involved in the project. Mm. 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 But they only sell men's size shoes, don't they? Uh, yeah, but I got the white ones in a size 8 for my wife, and she's a size 10 in women, and they're beautiful. They're really beautiful. The Victor's width is unbelievable, but the Nano 2 is indestructible. Yeah, what Colin said is true. The width is – it's just so – it's – they're dope. Oh yeah, sorry, Colin. That was I. I misread. That's north of Los Angeles. You are correct. Colin wants to have sex with you so bad, Kate. <laughs> I mean Hobart. I mean Hobart. We're gonna land the ship. Oh, do you got another story? We're done. I have a lot more stories, but nothing happy. Let's do one. I'm gonna just try to say really a positive. Tell me the worst story you have, and let we'll finish. But I'll be really positive. I'll put a nice positive twist on it. Basically, <laughs> recycling doesn't work, but. I don't, I don't give a look. <laughs> okay, you got to Hey, Matt, can you cue up the new uh, "Let's Go Brandon" song? You can Let's probably you can find it on Spotify. Encore, encore, news story, Craig. Yes, got right, Hobbit go. feet, so that's nice. Hackers, yes, hackers, perfect for Hobbit feet. Go ahead. Hackers target U.S. water supply. Okay. 
In February, someone tried to poison a Florida city's water supply by hacking into its control system and dramatically increasing the amount of sodium hydroxide that would be added to the water. A plant worker luckily reversed the change before the levels changed to an unsafe level. The notice Thursday reported that water facilities could be vulnerable to common tactics such as spear phishing, which is like receiving an email which tries to um, extract personal data or sensitive data, exploitation of outdated or unsupported operating systems and software, and the exploitation of control system devices with with vulnerable firmware operations. A February notice cited poor password security and an outdated operating system as part of this sodium hydroxide situation. I really like this story. You notice how the worker saved the plant and saved the people. The hackers couldn't get in, and they discovered the problem. The password, go fuck yourself, it was too easy. (laughs) No, the password was probably password. Password, yes. (laughs) One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They changed it. It's now exclamation point one two three four five six seven eight nine dollar sign. I mean, it's amazing. I love this story. It's really a beautiful story with a happy ending. No one drank. No one got any more soldier oxide oxide um, foxide than than they were supposed to get. And and uh, okay, I hate this. Let's end on a sad one. Here we go. Quitting jobs <laughs> from money.com. shows a whopping four point three million workers quit their jobs in August. The Department of Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics states simply that the quit rates can serve as a measure of workers' willingness or ability to leave their jobs. <laughs> Basically, we saw the most jobs that people, the jobs that people were quitting the most are nurses, healthcare workers, hospital employees. Specifically, certain kinds of nurses are especially likely to feel like quitting. In another survey from American Association of Critical Care Nurses, 66% of nurses in critical care said that working through the pandemic has caused them to consider leaving the nursing profession entirely. Similar issues with child care and residential facility workers, where you're seeing 80% of child care centers said they were experiencing staffing shortages this past summer. Low pay is probably the biggest reason for shortage. Daycare workers usually make only around $12 an hour. We're also seeing high quit rates from retail workers, hotel and restaurant workers. Roughly 700,000 hotel and restaurant workers left each month in April, May, and June of this year. 700,000 each month. And then the number of quits rose to 735,000 in July before spiking Mm. to just under 900,000 in August. But our president framed the issue in a similar way when asked about the labor shortage this past summer. His advice to businesses who were struggling to hire retain workers was simple. Pay them more. That's the news. Uh, or give them more or give them more um, welfare, whatever the fuck those checks are. Joey Sims gave us $6.99. I appreciate it. Uh, Drew Cannon gave us four twenty. He's watching the show with my mom, so he claims, which means you're also <laughs> probably watching it with uh, Matt Bischel's mom. Matt Bischel's mom is in town, and th- my mom is like gone MIA. She's like, do you know who Matt Bischel is? You guys know who that is, right? He works at HQ. Yes. He, he used to be like a big shot there. He was, he had like some, he was head of CrossFit social media, CrossFit. Now I don't know what the fuck he does, but, uh, <laughs> I think but he's it, still pretty involved with social media, but him and my mom are friends. So like that, I mean, I may have lost a, a, a coworker, but, but I gained a friend for my mom. So 
maybe if you get fired, your mom and my mom could be friends, Hobart. Mm. They could actually be friends without you oh, getting fired because I already got yeah. fired. Oh, <laughs> going out on a high. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's it. That's all we get. Um, how many people do you think we, we, during the show? I don't know if you can see it, Kate or Hobart can see it, but there's comments pouring in, and like three or four times, um, like ten comments come in in a row that are like a link to like a hot cam girl or something. Yeah, like what they I've clicked it every time. It says webcams, <laughs> webcams hyphen chat dot com, hot girls and boys video chat. What well, um, uh. Does anyone actually click that? Like I, you would I leave tried us click it so fast. You would leave <laughs> us to go. Did you actually try to click it? No, not at all. Oh, I'm on my wife's computer right now. <laughs> I'm glad you have. Otherwise, you would have. I'm glad you have some discernment. <laughs> oh yeah, Colin. Victos had great sales. Buy one get one fifty percent off. Yeah, that was amazing. That was crazy. News from Hobart wasn't terrible today. Sevon made sure there was hardly any of it, <laughs> except <laughs> <the> compromise. Uh, <sighs> that guy's a good writer. That guy is a good writer. Hey, don't start engaging that dude in your DMs, Hobart. He already started. Yeah, cause, I mean, I've it's been a three-year nightmare for me. Oh, like, I got a DM. Actually, this might take us out on a good note. I got oh, a good. DM. Is it a that- dick pic? It's not a dick pic. Shut up, Savon. It's long. Oh, he's it's talking about he's talking about getting off alcohol, and he's in the progress of getting off sugar. Do you want me to read it? It's a little yes. long, but okay. Yes. I'm 27. Just I had so a you baby. know, we're not listening to what you're saying. We're just judging your reading skills the whole time. Okay, good. Do it. I had a baby right before the pandemic. I live in Texas. I was an alcoholic drinking two to three 750 ml bottles of liquor a day. I could get a bottle of Kentucky Deluxe for $7.57 tax included. That's how often I bought it. I could get a six pack of beer for out the same price. 30 days after my daughter was born, I had acute pancreatitis. My kidneys struggled to function and I had a very fatty liver. The doctor in the ER told me my charts looked like he was looking at a 60-year-old man when I was only 25 at the time. It was a slow but successful recovery. I've never been a sweets person. I've never had... I've never been a fan of cakes or candy or sweets or sodas, but when I first quit drinking, I suffered through the withdrawals and began craving almost nothing but sweets as if it replaced the steady stream of liquor all the day, the sh- uh, all, all day, the sugar filled that spot. I weighed 290 at the time I quit drinking, stayed at 290 because I let sugar fill the spot of liquor. At the moment in life as a decision for my fiance and newborn, it was the lesser of two evils. It's two years since I've gotten sober and now have been slowly removing sugar from my diet almost altogether, but still using artificial sweeteners and I weigh 240 this morning. I probably don't exercise as much as I should, but I do what I feel is just. I am active at work also. I don't sit at a desk, so in my free time, I do choose to spend it with my daughter and fiance over working out, but I still fit in workouts a few times a week so that I'm able to stay mobile with my child and keep up with her. I love Savan's work and I'm glad he brought me to you. Thank you for what you do. Keep fighting the good fight. Also, if this just gets skimmed through or not read, I understand. Well, it got fucking fully read. Thank you, Christian Garcia. Dude. There you go. That was that was straight orgasmic. Yeah. Pretty epic. While Kate read that fucking story, Colton Mertens jumped into the fucking chat. What? That's oh like, God. did you see that? That that's like a, <laughs> that's like I'm here. That's like there is. 
I, I mean, and that's why people who don't believe in it, people who don't have faith. I mean, that's why you got to have faith. Hey, he, that guy dropped 50 pounds by stop drinking and stuffing his face with candy. That's awesome. I approve. That's a great there, story. There we go. We're, we're ending right there. Just close that's it off. A, that's a great story. The only part that I'm tri- and you're a great reader. You're the, you're, you're maybe you should do the news and Hobart should just sit there. I like that. <laughs> let's flip. Let's switch it up. I'm down. And, uh, should I bring you Australian news? We can talk about Australian politics. Yes. That'll make the comments fucking really hate the show. Yeah, Sanjay Jeff Sanjay did release a new book. That's I think he went on there to try to uh to 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 jerk himself off and sell books, but but he backfired. I think <laughs> I'm yeah backfired. Man, Colton does have to be back on. Uh, Susan, did we try to get Colton Mertens back on? Yeah, but the time didn't work out, so we'll reschedule with him. And get him on another time. Okay. Yeah. We should do that. Will you have like five other people on? Because he's not too talkative, like simultaneously. We'll arrange that. Yes. Okay. Oh, awesome. Colton Mertens. I just had to look him up. He's the dude with the hair, right? He is the dude with the hair and nice. the pigs. We had him on the podcast. It was, it was, it was, it was awesome. We've had him on twice. We, we, I wanted him to be a regular on the show. He needs to be a regular until he gets too big for us. <laughs> God, I hope he fucking finishes top 10 in the games this year. Don't you, Hobart? Yes. Good answer. Hey, are you guys going to be are you guys interested in the Rogue Invitational at all? Like will you guys watch that? Um, no. Will you, Kate? Uh, I usually get my information just from what people post on social media and stuff, you know, I don't tend to go and watch it. Crazy. You're in lockdown and that can't even convince you to. Oh, book reviews with Colton. That's actually a good idea. He's a he's a voracious reader. That is a great idea. Anything else? No. Nope. Have to pee again. No, that's perfect. Matthew Souza, thank you. Recycling and energy independence. <laughs>